Welcome to the Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie McGee. It's your boy K Fings. And we're back, man. Episode 102. Is 102 now, right? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, 102. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. We're back, man. Another week. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of shit going on, and I'll get right into it. Um, the coronavirus has been the topic of discussion. So um, unfortunately, we we're gonna talk about this probably for the last fucking time. I uh, hope so. <laughs> we hope so. Uh, Dr. Drew came out uh, during an interview and he was pretty pissed off. And, you know, this is what he had to say. China is now accusing the U.S. of spreading fear after new travel restrictions were imposed, including a mandatory 14-day quarantine on returning U.S. citizens who have been in certain parts of China. So, Dr. Drew, are we overreacting? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm hearing this from doctors left and right. Yes, it, and we are not overreacting. The press is overreacting, and it makes me furious. The press should not be reporting medical stories as though they know how to report it. We will, If we have a pandemic, I won't know how to tell that we're actually having a pandemic because everything is an emergency. Mm. People that are infectious disease specialists, the CDC, the epidemiologists, need to take this very seriously. The press needs to shut up mm. because you're more likely to die of influenza that's right, what it, right that's now. What, that's right what doctors now. are saying. However, and may I I'm not trying to go against you, but I have a question. It is now beat SARS in terms of fatalities, 362, and they're saying. But its spreads, fatality rate is right. still lower. But they're saying it's, it spreads fast. It's that, a mild illness. It spreads all over the place, and it's only out of these 17,000 inf- documented infected. I bet there's hundreds of thousands of cases, 300 deaths. Okay. And always in immunocompromised people, always in people that okay. are at risk for these sorts of things if they get a severe viral respiratory infection, whether it's flu or corona or whatever. All of these can hurt people who are compromised. They can. The rest of us need to wash our hands carefully, get our influenza vaccines, listen to the CDC. If there's a problem, they will let us know. The this CDC made it very clear that 5,000 people just in the last two weeks have died from the flu Thank here you. in America and alone. Why are we panicked about that? Three no people died on the streets of Los Angeles this morning from homelessness. Why, wow. If that were coronavirus, people would freak the hell out. You're right. Why aren't we putting our parties in the right place? It's the press. The press does not know how to report on medical issues. It's where I first learned Should about Should we have consultants? News. How could we how could we fix this fix this uh, when anthony fauci who's one of their leaders in infectious disease gets on a national news broadcast and goes don't worry about it stop worrying about it yeah I, what you get from that is basically a doctor you know who specializes in a lot of these things and he's just seeing people go crazy like your your immune system has to be complicated in order for you to or excuse me compromise i guess in order for you to be susceptible to the coronavirus Mm-hmm. So it's just a lot of misinformation. They've sold out of Purell and other sanitizers and shit. And the crazy thing about it is there is literally an AIDS epidemic, but a lot of motherfuckers don't wear condoms. But we're sold out That's of funny. sanitizer. <laughs> you out here giving it's, ne- it's, you out here giving naked dick, but you got sanitizer on your hands. You should be sold out of condoms, man. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, what's next? They're gonna start putting sanitizer in the pussy now? Ah, <laughs> Got to make sure ain't no corona in this pussy. <laughs> corona pussy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. Oh, damn. That should be the name of the podcast. <laughs> I wonder if we'll get, if we'll get like, monitor, like, uh, uh, fucking uh, shadow banned by Instagram if I made that the name like of the podcast. Corona pussy. Yeah, that'd be like, oh, this is so inappropriate. <laughs> they'll say, they'll say corona, uh, corona pussy is fucking inappropriate, but then a chick twerking with her, with her nipple showing is not yeah. inappropriate on Instagram. But Instagram is so weird. Instagram be tripping, bro. It's weird, man. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But yeah, I, I agree. I think I messaged you the other day. Um, yeah. and I was just like, man, just, I didn't even know this whole like, 
you know, water panic and, you know, yeah. hand sanitizer panic was going on. Um, but when I walked into, I was sitting in Walmart, um, cause I had the, um, like the pickup, right, you know, right. the Walmart pickup or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I seen like three, four people in a row come in and they wiped down their, their shopping cart. Oh my God. And, um, I was like, yo, this is really like the coronavirus really got niggas yeah. out here like going yeah. crazy. hundred percent. Um, and my, the first thing in my mind was like, yo, I'm trying to capitalize off of this. Yeah, like, this I wish I was selling like hand sanitizer right now because I'd be making a killing. Yeah. Um, but it, it just trips, trips me out. I think that's part of the. Um, so I think there's a couple things going on in the media. I think there's the the biggest thing is that they're trying to um, be in on what's hot or they're trying right. to be in the in crowd. So. Yeah. Whatever blog, whatever news outlet, whatever, they're going to have four or five stories probably per day about the coronavirus because they know they'll get clicks and, then, right. you know, you got advertisements on your website. So right. that's just more and more traffic to your website. Right. It's, exactly. it's the same thing that ESPN does with their sports news. Right. True. So there's always a topic about LeBron James and the Lakers. Tom Brady. Um, yeah, there's always a Tom Brady topic. You know, the Dallas Cowboys, yep. whatever the most popular teams are. There's always going to be, or popular players, there's always going to be a story about that. Um, just what, the other, like, just Friday or Saturday, I seen another thing on ESPN about LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Like, is he approaching the GOAT status? So it's just like... It's a go-to. Yeah. So the same similar thing with this with this coronavirus. It's just like the media is just blowing it up yeah. just because it's a hot take. Um, yeah. Which, which sucks for for the average person because they're too ignorant to realize these things. So they're yeah. just like, so that's why they're rushing to Walmart to buy water. True. That's why they're rushing to, um, to, to Walmart to, you yeah. know, take this. I seen that I went to, um, you know, you have like O'Reilly's or the little yeah. auto, auto shops or whatever. Even they were out of hand sanitizer. Fucking nuts. So I was like, what the heck? Like, it's, it's just, it's I, the I, I call these people, uh, sheeple. Sheeple. Yeah. The sheep. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck's going on. You know, the most disturbing thing to me about the coronavirus is these are the same motherfuckers that voted in the last election. That's the scariest thing about this shit. I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These motherfuckers will believe anything. Yeah. Anything. If you told them it was coronavirus and a pussy, people will stop fucking. <laughs> false, actually, because <laughs> it's actually somebody. Be, no, it is coronavirus in a pussy, and it's a, in the form of you know herpes and AIDS True. and other things. But so. people never stop fucking. That's what I'm saying. That's what they they drew the line in the sand right there. <laughs> <laughs> I put hand sanitizer. I will stop shaking people's hand, but I will not stop giving girls naked dick. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Clinton was like, I will not give naked dick. <laughs> like, Bill, if you don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It, there's literally an AIDS epidemic going on, and motherfuckers don't use condoms still. I, yeah. I seen a study. It said, like, only, I think it was 34% of women and like 24% of men were using condoms. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. I, I believe that 100% because I feel like out of all my. Um, circle of friends i'm probably one of the only ones that wow yeah that's that that's not problem. cool and it'd be like you know some of my friends be getting around so i'd be like yo man you gotta you gotta chill 
protect yourself. Yeah. Because what's crazy is, is the people that you're fucking, there's literally like, a, imagine having like a big, uh, not a diagram, but like a big, uh, like a chart. that yeah, could, a family tree of yeah, niggas that, that, that Yeah, that they could connect it to this chick. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually, an animal might pop up. You'd be ah. like, yo, what the fuck? What is, <laughs> what is Air Bud doing on here? Some of these, <laughs> some of these women really be loving their dogs too. Yeah. So you never know. Like you know, he might let the dog hit doggy style. It'll be like it'll be like a picture. It'll be like DeQuante, James, Robert, Sparky, and then, and then a fucking golden retriever pop up. <laughs> You're like, God damn. Oh, Can you imagine if you've seen that? Like, have you seen the history? Like, I'm like, I'm not fucking with her. She had a pit bull on there. Yeah. <laughs> People be real curious, man. Yeah. Shit I also weird. think kissing your dog is one step away from bestiality. I don't know. That's that's weird. I, I, <laughs> I, I love dogs, but not that much. I'm not letting you lick me in the face because dogs, dogs, real life be eating ass, bro. Yeah, I seen a dog one time just licking another dog's asshole, and the other dog would just let the dog do it. Dang, the dogs gonna be eating the groceries. Dogs been eating the ass since before it's popular. <laughs> we steal things from dogs. We stole doggy style from dogs. I'm dead. <laughs> I wonder what what motherfucker was looking at a dog fucking one day and he's like, you know what? I should try that. That's correct. That's a good joke. You got you, you know, got to say that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, that dog's getting it from Cause the back. Because we, we was, bo- I feel like back in the day it was just straight boring. So even the word missionary is kind of yeah. boring. Yeah, like, you know what I mean. You think of a you think of like a fucking pilgrim or something. Something, yeah, some lady with a long ass skirt on. <laughs> ain't no way they hit. Ain't no way they having crazy sex if you got a skirt on. That's nah. like touching your ankles. Yeah, that's some medieval pussy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. That's probably how it played out. Some, you know, some old man, um, just you know, hitting a missionary every single day, and then he seen his dog outside. He was fucking, really getting it in. Fucking William Shakespeare and shit. <laughs> I, I playeth with that. Pussy. <laughs> I play it with that pussy. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, but yeah. To make a long story short, you could see, you could hear the anger in Doctor Drew's voice. He was fucking livid. Yeah, he's livid, and you could tell he had some pent up frustration. Uh huh. Because he was just like, he's like, they're, they're idiots. They're just ignorant. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and hey. I mean, I feel, I feel him though on that sense because sometimes. um you know, you know, even doing this podcast, there'll be a news article that right. comes out or something comes out and um, we know much more about it than the general mm. public. Right. You know, and, right. you know, it may be a sports hot take or something yeah. like that. And we'd be like, yo, that's not even the case. Or, you know, maybe somebody would be talking about the trucking industry or something. And you'd right. Be like, yo, that's not even that's true. That's not accurate. Yeah. Um, so I, I could get why, you know, he has a sort of a uh, sort of anger towards the the media. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because they're instilling fear in the people. You yeah. got to be careful when you're in a bit when you're in the um in the in the business of uh you know news or journalism. That's your business. You're you're not in the business of scare tactics or scaring people. Yeah. You're trying you know, to inform people. Yeah, you're trying to inform people, especially like in in a neutral way. Though I think the news is not even neutral. All the the news now, all it's doing is reaffirming your beliefs. It's not even giving you new information. Yeah, like if you believe that you know uh, that they should build a wall, then you go watch Fox News. If you <laughs> if, if you believe in like socialism or you know equal rights or whatever the case, then you gonna watch like uh what CSNBC or whatever else. Mm-hmm. They have liberal and conservative news. That's the problem. There shouldn't be no such thing as that shit. Mm-hmm. It should just be news. Yeah, but unfortunately, you, you know that's what it is. But uh, with, I've never been scared of this Corona shit, man. Not not for once, because I've been through SARS, Ebola, 
motherfucking yeah. all these Zika, yeah, all these other viruses that popped up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yo, if the virus gonna get me, it's gonna get me. I'm not gonna be buying shit to. I'm not gonna put on a full body suit to avoid getting sick, bro. If that shit gonna get yeah. me, it's gonna get me. People putting on masks and stuff. The the uh, the interesting part is is um just because of the media how it's affected so much stuff outside of you right. know just people's health right right so i was telling you guys um last week about how it has affected the stock market you know a lot of the uh yeah. the stocks are crashing because of this virus and how yeah. you know all these companies are somehow connected to china and yeah. you know because of you know they can't outsource the the products and the manufacturing and stuff over there so it's just affecting everything and in reality, it's not. It's just not that bad. It's you know not. what I mean? And they put up statistics comparing it to other viruses and stuff like the flu and all these it's other not things. Even close. It's not close. But it's just a new thing, the coronavirus, and you know yeah. what I mean. So people are just running with it. Yeah, uh, uh-huh. and it literally has affected everything, even porn. The number one search porn has been Corona sex. No bullshit. I sent you. Yeah, it's like the latest trending porn. I haven't looked that shit up, but. Yeah. I sent Keith a link and I was just busting up because it legitimately people were looking up the coronavirus on Pornhub. It's crazy how it to me that reminds me of like YouTube in the early 2010s. Right. Where it's like um, Chris Brown and Meek Mill or Chris Brown and uh, Drake will get into a fight or, yeah. you know, there would be an altercation with Frank Ocean and Chris Brown or whatever. Right. And then it, like two days later, it'd be a, a, a parody about it, like a little right. skit on YouTube. About yeah. It. So. That's what, you know, that reminded me of as far as like the porn industry. They're just like hopping on new new topics or whatever. There's motherfuckers <clears throat> getting pussy in hazmat suits and shit. Yeah. yeah man, getting getting your dick sucked with a whole bodysuit on. <laughs> you got a face mask. That shit is weird. I we're, we're some kinky weird people, man. Yeah. How do who put work like I'm about to look that up after this podcast. <laughs> it's it just it, it's just hilarious, man. That's the same thing, though. Like, <laughs> we just talked about he's giving the girl naked dick, but he got a whole, like, suit on. It just doesn't really make sense. Yeah. I mean, you got a whole suit on, and then you ain't got no condom on. Yeah. It's like, yeah, give me that Corona pussy. <laughs> you know exactly how I want it. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. You yeah. got a naked dick through a hazmat suit. <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> That's crazy. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah, but folks, if, if you're hearing this podcast, don't be afraid of the coronavirus. It's it's just some trumped up bullshit. It's not something to be uh, afraid of. Wash your hands. Yeah. Um, I have a whole. It, you know. Ahead. You know what? Uh, uh, it also shows. It also shows how bad people's hygiene already is. Right. Yeah. If you have to go out and get hand san- or bulk up on hand sanitizer. Yeah. Then that probably means you weren't using it before. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean. If you you got no, <laughs> what's probably weird is you got a bunch of people going out to fucking go buy hand hand sanitizer, but you probably sitting there with some dirty panties on. Mm-hmm. You just dirty, but your hands, <laughs> you dirty with your pant. Your hands is clean. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you got on dirty pants, dirty fucking underwear and shit, and you got hand sanitizer on. Yeah, these people just got overall bad hygiene. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Do also said something that made a lot of sense. He said there was three people this morning, and the three homeless people that died from homelessness, but nobody's outraged by that. But they're looking at this fucking coronavirus. It's the the media controls everything. Yeah, if they the do. media really wanted to go in on whatever topic, if they really wanted to go in on, you know, making sure people started wearing condoms, they could probably sway people into doing it. I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know about the condom thing because sex is different. Everybody wants to fuck. We, yeah. A lot of times people are like, yo, I don't like the way condoms feel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, because naked pussy is better than the condom pussy. It just is. Even, but even though the condoms are better now. You know, it's crazy, too. I've heard of people um, that, like, because they're, they may be, like, allergic to latex or, uh, you know, yeah. they get some sort of discomfort or yeah. uh, irritation from mm-hmm. condoms, so they just won't wear condoms. That's I'd be like, stupid. yo, that's still, like, that's still, that's I, to me, I would rather just masturbate or yeah. whatever. Like, they got, they have non-latex condoms, I believe, though. They yeah, 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 yeah. They're mm-hmm. not as, they're not as, uh. They're not as what do you call it? They're not as frequent, but they have non latex condoms. Yeah, some people like I know. I know a girl that was uh, she was allergic to the latex and the lube. Damn! So it was all bad. So all she had to re- all she could rely on is just the natural pussy juice. Yeah, she. she yeah, she she rarely used. Uh, I don't think she ever used condoms. I mean, I, she had to use it before in order to find out she was uh, she was uh, allergic to it. But wow! Other than that, she was getting naked dick frequently. Wow, she was juicy. Uh, i don't worry about the coronavirus (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh man well uh that's that's all we got on that uh switching gears um uh 100 year old woman uh one of her i guess one of her wishes when she turned 100 years old was to be arrested and have a experience in jail the whole mug shots and everything mm-hmm. so you know they came out to this uh this old folks home what do they call it? Con- not called convalescent homes are they i don't know the name of it yeah but it's like an old uh, a old community pr- community of old, of old people they're all sitting elderly there, people elderly people they're out there playing bingo and shit hanging out yeah and then the police walk up and then they don't even realize the police are there because they can't hear them and shit That's and then <laughs> they turn around <laughs> they turn around he's like are you so-and-so and then they arrest her they put her in the car she gets a mug shot and shit. But mm-hmm. I just think when you turn 100 years old, you just kind of have almost like a bucket list or like a fuck it list. Mm-hmm. I bet you there's some 100-year-old ladies is like, I've always wanted to sleep with a black man. That's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I've never experienced chocolate before. I'll be like, oh, lady. I used to have a crush on Martin Luther King. <laughs> <laughs> And I had a dream that he would get inside of me, but it never happened. <laughs> Instead of Malcolm X, I called him Malcolm Sex. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. But no, I just think you have a bucket list. You get older. You want to try something new. And I think it, it was cool. It was pretty funny. And they put her in there. And I mean... God for you know, God forbid she passes away soon. She got to do something. Yeah, I thought that you know, just that from that perspective, I think it's it's pretty cool. Like you, you like you said, you just get you get a hundred years old. You probably at this point just want to knock some things off of your bucket list, so right. you just you just do it. But for me, it was interesting. Like to me, the first thing that popped in my head is just the way that black people and white people view um going to jail yeah right for her it was like a you know like a cool thing to do like you know like i'm 100 years old i want to do this for my birthday because i've already done everything yeah right um but for me i I don't see myself you know no no matter how old i am if i ever like if i don't end up going to jail um like i don't see myself saying like hey man i just want to go to jail for a day yeah if it was an old black man he'd be like i ain't going back (laughs) 
you ain't gonna take me back there. <laughs> <laughs> my, cousin Cletus, my cousin Cletus My cousin Cletus He never got out <laughs> Right that, Cause that's That might happen You'd be right. like Man I'm a hundred years old Man I just wanna go to I just wanna go to uh, Jail for a day And then all of a sudden They pull up some old charges From when yeah. you didn't pay No parking ticket Or whatever And then you end up Standing there for like Five six years You're like man This was a, this was supposed to be a joke this is back from 1930 When you drank out of The non, <laughs> non-colored faucet <laughs> It's funny though if you if you if anybody out there you want to see the article there's an article and I just skimmed through it but she's actually like sassy when she when they're talking to her they're like yeah, hey, you know she cool. pop up and then she they're like hey is are you such and such I forget her name but and she's like yeah it depends on who's asking and then like you know there's a whole like ordeal and then yeah. they just handcuff her to her uh, uh chain her up to her um handcuff her to her walker. And she got, you know, she go in there and take the mug shots and everything. So it's kind, of, it's kind of a cool gesture, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I ain't doing that. I'm cool. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, it, uh, look, everybody has like fantasies or things that they want to live out. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine somebody being young, like our age now, and you know they they like super like anti Mexican, like we don't want them here, build a wall, and they get older, and then they about to die, and they'd be like, I always wanted to get a thick Latina. But- ah. <laughs> 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 Ever since they built that wall, it's been hard to me to. <laughs> I always wanted to put my carne asada in her taco. <laughs> <laughs> it just never quite worked it out. I wanted to bust. I wanted to bust open that pinata. <laughs> oh heck no! <nah. laughs> That's funny. That'd be crazy. I wonder what the black man's would be. <laughs> be like. Oh. I always wanted to get me one of, them, <laughs> one of them blue-eyed girls, but it never happened. <laughs> oh yeah, no, man. So, man! I've had some. I got some buddies or some people that I know that that you know they're probably they like tied down now, married or in a relationship, and they're like, I always wanted to be with a black chick, man. I never been with a black girl before, man. Yeah, and yeah. I'll, be, I'll be thinking like, okay, um, can't help you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I don't know what you're telling <clears throat> me for. Yeah, you need to, you know, ask your wife to. Yeah, you know, so bring get, another little friend along. Yeah, all of a sudden you show up and then your wife got a black woman up in there. You be like, oh man, <laughs> guess we're having chicken for dinner. <laughs> that was great. That, but the, I guess that's the the benefit of. Um, this sounds kind of crazy, but if you was a slave owner, you know, back in the eighteen hundreds or something like that, you could have your wife, but also, you know, wow. You could, <laughs> Slide in the little the little outhouse and you know. Oh man! It, it, well, that's just good old fashioned rape. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's, that shit wasn't by choice, man. Oh man, it wasn't no yeah. That shit was not. Them slaves is like they didn't want that. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Nah, master got a little dick. <laughs> <laughs> Oh day, that'd be nuts. Massa can't reach these Massa can't reach these walls. Oh we're uh, gonna get canceled. We're gonna get completely canceled. Uh, not on National Women's Day. Oh, yeah. yeah, shout out to the women out there. It's ha- yeah, national, happy National Women's national Day. National Women's Day. My thing is is I don't have a ton to say because I don't underestimate women. I don't I don't have a complex towards women like women need to do this and women need to do that. Yeah. You know, I have things I disagree with, but ultimately, you know, a woman brought me into this world. I have sisters. I have aunts. 
You know, yeah. I, I have cousins, you know, I want the women in my life to do great things. So yeah. from as a man, um, as a man speaking to the women out in the world, I believe in you. I trust you. Yeah. Um, and I support you. So I'll just let that be known. All right. Yeah. I'm all for, you know, women empowerment. I Just today I met with a, a lady who's a producer. Um, she's a film producer and, you know, she's a woman and she's she's in charge of a lot of, you know, different independent movies. So it's, it was just, you know, it's just cool seeing um, women and women in power and they have a lot to offer to right. this whole landscape, you know, whether it's entertainment or, you know, politics or anything, you know, women can do pretty much anything that we can do or, 100%. you know, things that they can do that we can't do or things that we can do and they can't do. Yeah. So it's just, uh, yeah, don't be, I mean, we talked about it a little bit off air, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> as a man, if you're in a relationship with a woman and um, she's doing things in the world, you shouldn't have any sort of uh, complex towards her. No, not Accomplishing at all. things or making more money than you or anything like you guys not should, um, you guys should, you know, want to level each other up. Like we just seen, yeah. Like a couple of weeks ago, we we uh, talked about the girl that gave her guy real estate. I mean, yeah, yeah uh, rental the, property, rental property for yeah. for his birthday, and that's the kind of like thing. That's like the kind of women that you know I would want to um, right. applaud on this kind of day on you know National Women's Day. A hundred percent. Likewise, man. I don't I don't have a problem with it personally because I'm still the man. I'm not tripping. Yeah. You know, meaning not saying like I'm the man and you're the woman. I'm just saying that I'm a man. I'm secure within myself. Mm-hmm. So if I make whatever I make and you make twice what the fuck I make, I don't care. Yeah. That's still your money. That's still your thing. And you earned it. And I support you. Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. I don't feel a, I, I'm not a mass. I don't feel <clears throat> emasculated by a woman's success. Yeah. Period. Because at the end of the day, she's an adult that just happened to play her cards a certain way. And she she came out big. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All I ask for is, you know, just, you know, just make me a sandwich. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all make the best sandwich. <laughs> I guess for some reason, that's extremely misogynistic when you crack yeah. the sandwich joke. They're like, I'm making no fucking sandwich for you. No, I don't I make think, no fucking sandwich. But honestly, like every time I went to Subway, Subway and a man made my sandwich, I didn't like it. Didn't like but it. But when a female made my sandwich, I was like, mm, some extra spices yeah. on there. Something's good. I went, dude made my sandwich. I went back. I was like, this is not the sandwich. This is not the sandwich I seen in the commercial. This is not the fucking sandwich I seen in the commercial. Get a woman in here right now. That was okay? crazy. Yeah. She's like, would you like vinegar on that sandwich? <laughs> yes, thank you so much. Would you, you like MP on that sandwich? You make my sandwich so gentle. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. I think they just put like some extra little pussy juice on there to make it look. All right. Make it taste we, went over the, we went over the line, man. <laughs> That sounds the, the whole sounds conversation. The, the, the pussy juices is not warranted. Is not warranted right now. Okay, for all the li- the lady listeners on a serious note, I know we fuck around a lot, but we do that because that's what we do. But we also yeah. do it to keep you engaged. But yeah, we appreciate you for all the ladies that are not sickened by our humor and they're yeah. still listening. We we value you, and yeah. we need more women like you. And I'm just saying, we need more women like you as men. 
Yeah. Because I, I like, I, I can't speak for all women, but I like women that are bosses. I like women that are running businesses. I like women who are trying to go to school to better themselves. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck about women twerking and doing that bullshit. It's, I don't really see any value in that. Yeah. But for all the women that are trying to become their higher self, you got my support. Yes. And you got this dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, switching gears. Women proposing. Um, there, w- women proposing is not something that's like a regular occurrence. We don't see it all the time, but there's like this huge like uh, conversation around it, and you're gonna see a lot of men that disagree, a lot of women that disagree, and vice versa, and people agreeing and not agreeing. I'm gonna tell you why I don't mind it. I don't mind it based on the fact that if we live in a world where we want equality for all, then we can't. You can't believe in gender roles if you believe in equality. I've I've seen a lot of women say, uh-uh, a man that's no, he should know what he wants. And that's why a woman should never get on her knee because she is the prize, not him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, let's be very clear, right? You don't know who's the prize, right? When a woman is proposing, maybe she's no good. Maybe she cheated on him two times, you know what I'm saying? And they worked it out. And then now she wants to marry him, but he ain't ready for it. So you can't say that she's the prize. That's not true. You You never know. Yeah. You know, all I'm simply. What does say, that even mean, though? Right, the what is prize. It? Yeah, the prize. Like a person's not a prize. That's, that's not a human even, being. It's a human being, mm-hmm. right? So I don't, I don't look at women as a trophy or a prize. She is my equal. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like I mentioned, like I have no problem getting on one knee. I don't give a fuck. We could be in the middle of a fucking stadium full of people. If I feel like I want to get down at that moment and propose, I'm gonna do it. But if she did it to me. I would be kind of giggling, but I'd be like, yeah, of course I'll marry you. You know, and then people laughed at me. Hey, that's the nigga that got the pros to by his girlfriend at the game. I'd be like, yeah. well. Meanwhile, your girlfriend's sucking dick on yeah, the side. Yeah, your girlfriend's the one that's sucking dick, not yeah. mine's. She's mm. only sucking mine's. <laughs> your girlfriend is sucking everybody's dick. Yeah. And my girlfriend proposed to me and makes more money than me. You know what I'm saying? But yours, she work at um, uh, Rite Aid and she's sucking everybody's dick. Ah. <laughs> 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 that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh I think it's a it's an interesting thing. I think that um I think one thing that goes that people um don't necessarily think about when it comes to these sort of things is that right. people rarely propose without any sort of conversation about marriage. Yeah, true. So, um you know, these conversations are already going on as far as like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm you know, what do you think about marriage or like, how would you feel about spending the rest of your life with me and, and vice versa? Um, so when it comes to um, the actual proposal, it's just kind of it's it's more so a surprising thing than 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 anything. You know, the timing of it usually surprises the person. Mm. Um, so I think I think it's to me, I'm a traditionalist. So for me, I would want to propose to right. my, to my uh, to my girlfriend. Right. Um, but if a girl did it and, you know, and the circumstances what were you, correct. What you going to say? You got, I mean, I would try to be honest in that situation. So, right. you right. know, if I feel like I didn't want to get married, I, I would, I don't know if I, it's, that's a lot of pressure 
to yeah. you know what I mean? There's probably going to be, be be people around and family and stuff like that. So you can't really say yes. But that's why I said there's already conversations beforehand. Right. There's only like niggas that uncheated on a girl and all these things, and you know they try to like just kind of make up for everything. Yeah, and then they gonna you know just propose out of the blue. Yeah, but for that. the most part, like it's, there's a conversation beforehand. So right. you know it's just it's just a matter of actually doing it at that. Yeah, point. Yeah, I just think too you have no idea how much value you have in her eyes meaning like she's never met a guy like you maybe you you're you, you're a solid dude mm-hmm. you know you you know she knows that you're a faithful man that you're a hard-working man yeah and a lot of the experiences she probably had before you were bad and she was like yo like i'm afraid to lose this person like i want to let her know how much i care yeah so you i don't think it's right for us to try to stifle that emotion in a woman that she wants to get down on one knee she can if she does, I'm not going to judge her. But I know there's probably some men like, girl, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Yeah. Like, not right now, not right now. Like, I wouldn't want to do that to her either. But yeah, that would make her, that would probably make her feel bad. it make her feel bad. Like she went through the whole thing of, you know, setting this up and getting a ring and everything. Yeah. And then you just like, yo, get up. Like, yeah. This is weird. I wouldn't do that. What I would do is, is if, let's say I wasn't ready at the moment. I would get down on one knee right there with her and I'd be like, look, not right now. Okay. Not right now. Let's go home and talk about this. But I would I would be down on one knee with her in front of all the people. Yeah. So That's I wouldn't tough. I wouldn't be standing above her like no 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 let's go let's go. Like yeah. it's just it's just the way you handle things you know. But objectively speaking, I ain't never had a woman motherfucking get down on one knee and do that. Yeah. I'd probably be like, stop playing, girl. Get on there, stop playing. Yeah. Where'd you get that ring from? I would probably just start unzipping my pants. I thought, like, you know, maybe she's trying to give me some head or something. Right here? <laughs> I'd be like, oh, you freaky, freaky. Are <laughs> oh, you trying some new shit? <laughs> That'd be crazy. What if you, you put a dick out and fucking families walking by? You at the, Val- you at the Valley Plaza at the mall and shit? Nah, you crazy. standing next to lids with your dick out? <laughs> like, sir, we sell hats here. We sell hats, not cock. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah i have absolutely no problem with women proposing i feel like if we are if we're supposed to be moving forward then why not yeah right equality for all right yeah yeah ladies get down on that knee you know mm-hmm. sometimes you know you spend time on two knees but at this <laughs> moment just get down on one yeah and you can propose and we would love it mm-hmm. I, i'll tell you that much but for the most part i, I don't know I don't know if I would ever have that experience because I'm the type of dude that if I'm ready to get married, I'm definitely getting down on one knee. That, yeah. Yeah. I, I To me, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm a patient person. Right, right. So, you know, I don't know how long I would be like dating a person before True. I felt like it was time to. True. But, you know, some people get like, I think. I think the girls start to get anxious. That's probably why yeah. they propose. So yeah, I, it takes time. I think that you know you're talking two and a half, three plus years sometimes to find out what a person's made of because sometimes your lives change. You know, money yeah. money changes things, location changes things, new people that come yeah. into your life changes things, jobs change things. So you have to go through enough trials, yeah, to really understand if this is the person you're going to marry or not. Especially if you're like transition, like I think for us, right? You know, in this sort of uh, time and space that we're in, where we're, you know, the podcast is going, and who knows in a uh, in a year from now what the podcast will be like, and who you're right. surrounded by, and a bunch of other things. Like right. it's a it's a lot, and then it, it's it's hard for you see 
celebrities, a lot of times, they'll have their baby moms that they, you know, they had a kid by, you know, however many years ago. And then once they get famous or whatever, they're, they don't have, they're not in, re- in a relationship with that girl anymore. And right. that's, you know, a lot of that has to do with, you know, your surroundings change. And, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for a woman to deal with you being famous, you know, you True. being surrounded by extremely attractive people right. and women all the time. And you're on, you know, you're on, you know, if you're a rapper, you're in music videos with girls in bikinis and yeah. all that stuff. It's it's tough, man. Yeah, it's, girls in bikinis, <clears throat> girls just naked and <laughs> lactating and <laughs> it's just fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, huh? It's like glistening. Yep. Pinatas all busted open. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it just, that shit comes with time. You, you're not, you, I, I know personally, like, I'm so far from marriage, it's not even funny. Yeah. Right. And as you're listening to this, today is my 35th birthday. Yeah, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. And it, and it's like my birthday fell on National Women's Day. So you, women couldn't even let me have my own fucking day. And this is going to be this day, you know, from here on out. So yeah. Right. The women, y'all need to do something for Eddie. You know, he's been holding y'all down for a long time. Giving right. y'all a lot of orgasm. Giving y'all a man. lot of, you know what I'm saying, back shots, doggy style, all that. Man, I'm just giving it all I got back <laughs> Jeez, and, I, and I'm I'm giving dick to all nationalities, <laughs> black women, Mexican, white women. I'm just trying to spread spread that you know that love around. Yeah, and then you guys got to put this on my birthday. Come on, man, that ain't right, man. Yeah, man. National Women's Day on Eddie's birthday, so I, everybody is like National Women's Day, and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, but it's my birthday. <laughs> oh, oh, that's cool too. Like, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> You're like, you ain't gonna give me a cake? You're like, Some. I mean, it's National Women's Day, so you can eat my booty. You be like, wow. no, man, I'm not trying to eat no booty right now. It's yeah, my birthday. Only pleasure is you. That's messed up, man. Mm-hmm. They trying to give me some of their cake, not even a cake. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Right. Well, switching gears. Uh, there's a series uh, on Netflix called Love Is Blind, right? And the idea of the show is basically to remove the physical attraction. Um, and they, they're in these pods and they go through multiple dates and they never see each other. They really don't have any idea what ethnicity they are uh, on each other side. And through these conversations, they determine whether they want to marry this person. Right. So they get engaged. Like if they de- if they decide to meet each other, that means they're engaged. And then afterwards, they get married. Right. This is a, this is just reality TV in a nutshell. Um, what I don't like about the show, I like the idea, meaning, you know, we're so shallow that all we want is attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it really it distorts our idea of what love or attraction really is. We see a chick with some huge tits. We like, I love her. <laughs> right. <laughs> and she might be the most horrible, fucked, fucked up person ever. Uh, but if she got a big booty or some big titties or she's yeah. pretty, we're like, yeah, I need that. I need that. Yeah. When in, actual, in actuality, the girl that was at the library, that very petite, basic, regular girl that's really nice, that has a great conversation, you totally ignored her because the chip with huge tits was standing five feet away from her. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do as men and women do the same thing with men. With, women do the same thing as yeah. us. Now, to make a long story short, what I don't like is... Um, you remove physical attraction is it's one of the overall keys to attraction also so if i like you and i haven't seen you that's one thing but then attraction is important let's be real 
Yeah. Right. It it is important because uh, one it, thing I will say about you know, just um, obviously there's some other gripes we have with the show. Right. But one thing I will say is that you kind of do know the ethnicity of a person. Yeah, by the, just they, by their voice. One hundred percent. Yeah, that's one thing I picked up because mm-hmm. uh, it was one scene in there where this girl is like, "My name is Diamond," and then the black this white guy named Barnett is like, "Diamond, huh?" Uh, so what what club you what club you work at? Wait, what? Her name is Diamond. He made a joke about he her. He made a name. joke about her name. He's like, what the heck? like, what club you dance at? <laughs> so what club are you uh, hanging out at? Do you, do you like taters? <laughs> <laughs> I love the wings at uh, King of the Diamonds down there in yeah, Atlanta. I love, I love the way them black girls twerk. <laughs> Were you the one that uh fell ten feet uh from the from the pole? Uh, I love black women. They t- they smell like cocoa butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, but you could you could kind of tell the ethnicity between because it was one couple that was talking and then she made a reference and he was like, you know, she's like, I just want to take care of my king, and he was like, yeah, you know, as black men we have this stigma, and I was like, well, y'all both know y'all black. So that kind of yeah. that established a level of attraction right there, which I thought was kind of like, I didn't like that. Because if the to, show uh-huh. to really remove that, they would have to do like a like a voice, voice. distortion, right? Or maybe only uh, you know communicate. I think verbally, you would need to communicate verbally. I think so. Yeah, but you yeah. Know, if they distorted their voice somehow or something, that would be. I, I think know. if you really want to fuck this show off, or you want to fuck this show off, is just make them communicate only through text. You can't do that because yeah. it um, it removes everything. Yeah, you like the tone of your the the words you're saying. Um, yeah. it just makes it that much harder. Yeah, it um, does. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so. you, you get no tone. Yeah, now, t- the most purest form is conversation. Nothing beats conversation. Yeah, nothing beats conversation. Text can be um, they can be like misconstrued sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could take things out of context. <clears throat> yeah, because you you know because it's in text format. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Um, niggas be nasty in text too. Like they be saying some bold stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, you'll be a little more. You'll be a little more upfront because you have less. You know, less to really express. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, physical. Like I mentioned, physical. Two things can be true. You know, and one another thing is is physical attraction can make us very shallow. Um. We tend to gravitate to people we're attracted to instead of people that are legitimately we're like legitimately compatible with. Yeah. Um, what else I noticed is there was one dude that was 24 and a girl that he really liked was 34. That age gap plays a huge fucking role. Like she is at where basically where, where you're at at 24. She was there 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So at that at this point in time in your early 20s, nobody wants to admit it. But you're fucking right. You're fucking. You're having fun. You're going to Vegas. You're chilling with your friends and you're young. I mean, live life. In my opinion, you should be living life in your early 20s. You you should be living life. You should be fucking who you want. You should be, you know, kind of trying to find find yourself. Just find yourself. You're just, yeah, it's a that's a big thing. You're so you're in such different places in your life. You know, you you three years, you know, from turning 21. So you that's still want to, you know, you still want to hit the club. Yeah. You still want to go out and drink with your friends on the weekend. Right. So that yeah, that's the tough part. I know for, for me at thirty four, I'm gonna be like, really like forty, because like right now, I I I mean, I get cringy walking by a club. So right, I know I won't. Yeah, for me having a having a girl that young, I would be like, I couldn't deal with it. Nah, that's fuck that. And, and if, if a chick's twenty four, twenty three, 
and she's got a real nice body and she likes you, that doesn't mean you should be with her. Not at all. Yeah, you can like, hit her though. You can fuck her. That's all you can really do. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I know that sounds horrible. Like, why would you just want to have sex with somebody? Because it's normal. That's why. <laughs> if I'm sexually what it's attra- made for. That's what it's made for. That's what dicks and pussies are made for. <laughs> That's what dicks are. To go inside of it, <laughs> go inside of each other. But look, here's the thing. <laughs> If you're physically attracted with to someone, that's nothing wrong with that. That's normal. Yeah. And if she doesn't want to oblige, like, you know, she doesn't want to have sex with you, that's fine. Yeah. But at the same time, it's normal. I don't even. And honestly, I think that just with that age gap, I believe that most people are both of the both of the people will probably be on the same same wavelength. Mm. Like, I don't know yeah, exactly. if any 24, 24 year old. I'm not just generally speaking, you know, obviously right. there's um, <clears throat> special cases, but. Generally speaking, I don't know if a 24-year-old woman is trying to um, really, like, you know, get married or settle down immediately with a person that's 34 years old, you know. True. That's true, because what's going to happen is they think they want it, because from the outside looking in, you're more stable, you know, you're older, you're mature, but then they feel trapped, because now yeah. they, they look at all their friends that's out there living their life, you know, sucking dick and shit, and they're like, yeah. damn, I wish I was out there with them. Yeah, you know how many women I see that go through that, and it and men get shitted on as being cheaters and all of this. You know how many women that I've seen personally that have cheated, and I didn't. It's not that I like could blame them for it, but they lived a very sheltered life. Some of them they got in situations that were too serious too early. If, yeah, you know you're eighteen, nineteen, and you're fucking married. You haven't experienced shit, and you're with one man the rest of your life. These girls will run off and get fucked, and I can't blame them. Yeah, I can't blame them to be. Yeah. I don't. I'm not saying cheating's right. All I'm saying is that when a person is it gets established that early and they don't experience shit, they walk around curious all day. These girls yeah. got they got work boyfriends and shit. They got oh yeah, yeah. They got guys that like them at their job and guys that like them at mm-hmm. the gym. And eventually, they end up giving that pussy up one day. Yeah, because I mean, unfortunately, you know, yeah, they're married, but how can you how can you uphold the standards of a marriage when you don't even know the standard of yourself? Yeah, I mean. I've been on the 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 other end of it. Now yeah. I haven't been like had a girl cheat on cheat yeah. on me, but mm-hmm. I've been the person that a girl cheated on a person with. with. Yeah, yeah, right. And it was just a girl like we worked together, and you know me, uh, you know being very selfish. You know I I was just hollering at her, and you know through conversations you realize that their relationship is not that great. Right. You know what I mean? Like he, and especially if he's the person that cheated first. She wants to get back at him yeah. or whatever, and then you know things happen. So yeah, you, it's, it's, yeah. You can tell <clears throat> you can tell when women, women want to fuck you too, because the conversations go to like they demonize their boyfriend. Like, yeah, you know, like he's just like he's just no good. I, and, you know, yeah. And then, and then I say shit like, "Dang, that's crazy. That's that's just crazy. I don't even know what to say. Like, because yeah. I don't want to talk about a motherfucker yeah, I've I'm never not, met. Yeah, I'm not bashing him. I'm not bashing that guy. Me. Only thing I want to bash is that pussy. I don't care yeah. about <laughs> care about this guy. I don't know this motherfucker. Yeah. P- preferably, I would never want to fuck with a chick that has a boyfriend. But being as that we live in such a codependent world, yeah. eventually you end up fucking a chick that has a boyfriend because everyone has somebody. Everybody got a boyfriend. Everybody got a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I remember I, this one chick told me. I said, "Hey, so you have a boyfriend?" She's like. 
I mean, like, not really. And I'm thinking, like, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah. Girls would be like, something like that. Something something like that. So, basically, what they tell you when they do that, there's like, basically, they ain't shit. That would suck. (laughs) Like, you know, it's a nigga. Well, I don't know how their relationship is working or, you know. But imagine he is. It's like this faithful dude. He probably working. Trying to provide. Paying paying the full rent and everything. And then his girlfriend is. Because, um... I remember one day we were out with a couple of my friends and like the, they were trying to holler at this girl. Right. And she said that like she was like something like that. And, you know, I just imagine like her boyfriend is probably like the best boyfriend in the right. world. You know what I mean? He, he, he probably had flowers yeah. and roses for her when she came home. But she out here saying something like that. I'd, that I'd, that sucks. Can you imagine just 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 visualize this? You know, you visualize a guy, he's got a cup of Starbucks that his favorite girl's girlfriend's drink from Starbucks. And the mm-hmm. other other hand, he's got roses. Yeah. He, he might have a fucking puppy. He just got her in the car. Mm-hmm. He's walking up to the door and he, she's getting naked dick inside that. <laughs> this nigga, De- nigga Desmond was on Snapchat. Did he send you the video? No. Well, oh, he had like all the National Women's Day and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But he was playing that D-Lo song like D-Lo. We don't give up. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen <laughs> I was that. Like, yeah, I've seen that. about to get canceled out here. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious. I did see that. Yeah. And in, in, in regards to the show, um, also, uh, there was like, I hate dudes that tell women exactly what they want to hear. Ladies, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When a motherfucker's telling you shit and you're like, he just, he just says all the right things, it's because he's lying to your dumb yeah. ass. He's just, he's just reading a script he's lying to your dumb ass there was a there was a scene on the show where the guy was like uh she said oh so you if we we get married you want to have a bachelor party over in vegas he's like i would have it if you let me yes nigga and then she was like <laughs> what do you mean if i let you he's like i just you know i ain't had love in so long i just don't want to mess it up you know? oh my god I'm like man shut the fuck <laughs> up dude shut the fuck up it, what, say anything anything <laughs> what what women don't admit they never admit it, but it's the truth. Women hate men that pander to them. They hate it. They fucking hate it. Because deep inside, they know that this guy is just telling them what they want to hear. Yeah. You know, I'd rather a woman hate me for telling her something that she doesn't want to hear than me just telling her what she wants to hear. Yeah. That ain't going to happen, man. Yeah, I can't be that guy. I can't be Fuck the guy that. that's just, you know, I mean only not when not in a real relationship you know if you're trying right. to holler at a girl and you're just trying to smash like and also you're a little bit younger maybe in like your early 20s you, right. you used to try to like cater to a woman or you know like you say the the most clever thing that you know like whatever but me now no way i can't do it i'm no. not you know whatever you want to do baby girl like we could do it now nah. yeah and i think that the questions that were being asked behind the pods uh, the people there was really just bullshit questions like, what do you think about religion? Um, so what do you think about it's like just these questions are fucking bogus. I don't, I don't even make it doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's just bogus. And I, I think that honestly, I, it's dumb because it's not real conversation. Like yeah. what me and Keith are doing right now on a podcast, it's real conversation. It's not, <laughs> it's not scripted. We're just coming right off the top of the dome. Right. But when they got a piece of paper, so what do you think about children? And it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I think that when you have a conversation, just orga- organically, you start to just pop up with ideas. That, yeah. You that, know? Yeah. That's my biggest thing. It's like, right. the, you don't, because people have this, 
you know, whether it's through reading articles about right. relationships or <laughs> watching movies or watching reality TV shows, they have this way in their mind that they think relationships should work. So, you know, they they want to know these answers like early on in a in a in a relationship or early on in the talking stages or whatever. But in reality, like once you start asking these questions, the person can tell you any anything and especially 100%. early on people lie often early in you know the talking stages of relationships everything people you lie hear. everything you, know? you want to hear yeah exactly it's always lies it's always lies so that's why for me like i don't be asking these i don't give you no no interview yeah. you know what i mean i know that you know um something that i want to know on the first date or whatever will be answered in like three weeks yeah. just through conversation yeah and you know what the do you know what they said about uh were you in a relationship with an Asian woman at the very beginning? What's that? They, they give you a shrimp fried lies. <laughs> shrimp fried, shrimp fried lie. <laughs> <laughs> shrimp fried lie. One, one chicken. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> when you said something about they just lie, I don't know why my brain. It's like you start to shift into your comedian zone. <laughs> shrimp fried lies. Is that, is that the name of the podcast? <laughs> shrimp fried lies. <laughs> No, you give me, man. You ain't did nothing. Give me shrimp fried lies the whole fucking time we've been together. What have you told me that's the truth, Kim? Kim? <laughs> Kim? <laughs> You've been lying to me this whole time, Sue Young. Yeah. Fucking lying to me, goddammit. it. <laughs> oh, Sue Young. <laughs> You've been lying to me. You've been lying to me, June Tao. June Tao. <laughs> Sue Young, you told me what no pork in these dumplings. <laughs> You know I'm a Muslim. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What I didn't like though is uh the marriage thing at the end. Yeah, they're they're I don't know. I, I guess they're using it as a part of the experiment, I guess. Uh but yeah. Uh but one thing they really leave out is the sexual pleasure. That's one of the biggest combat compatibility things. Yeah. And people say sex is not a big deal. It shouldn't, you know, at the end of the day, women want what they want, men want want what they want. And if you can get better at it or if you somewhat meet the criteria, then you're good. Cause if you could have you could you could like all the boxes could be checked out. But if you ain't got Damn no man. if you don't got no dick for these women, they don't want to stick women are empowering themselves. Women want good dick, man. Bottom line, you gotta come. Your your dick game has to be on point. Yeah, right. It does, and it's a god honest truth. If you want women to stick around, then you gotta put that dick around. Okay, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> and and look, and women don't admit it, but if they're with a guy and that guy is not fucking them right at all, like they're gonna look at him a lot differently. Yeah, they are. They're gonna yeah. have a little less respect for him. Like you're yelling at me, you can't even fuck me right. Yeah. Every time you get in an argument, it's going to be something like, that's why your dick ain't right. And, you know, I might as well go back to my ex because he beat me, but his dick was right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. You, you never know what the fuck, what's it's, going on with these chicks, dude. It's slightly embarrassing, but I had a woman uh, block me for my lack of performance. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> You're not always, everybody, we're not always at our best game. Yeah. We're not always on our best game. I've given some chicks some weak dick before. <laughs> I gave him some weak dick before. I've I've done it, but I always was able to redeem myself. Yeah, you know, be like, hey, look, I wasn't having a great night, you mm -hmm. know. And then I come back and I come back strong. Yeah, 
You know, like, that's oh how, my God. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. Eddie, that was really good, actually. That was really yeah. good. Yeah. The girl blocked me and she, I mean, she, she blocked out on a blessing. Yeah. yeah this, maybe I just, I don't know. I might have had a leg day that day. I don't know what happened. Yeah, exactly. Might have went to the gym, had a, had a tough leg day, and, you know, then my third leg didn't work the right way. Yeah. The circumstances weren't, you know, exactly right. And, uh, you know, but. Yeah. So, yeah, the sexual compatibility is also something that is not covered in that show. So physical attractiveness and sexual, uh, sexual, you know, uh, compatibility. Um, and one major thing that me and Keith both noticed about the show is that everyone was attractive. Mm-hmm. Everyone was attractive on the show. That is complete <clears throat> bullshit. If so, you want, if you want to make a reality show, I didn't see no overweight dudes. Really, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't see no overweight girls. I didn't see really no ugly people. I didn't see like if you want a reality show, you got to take real motherfuckers. That would that would change. So you know, for me, I I didn't even watch the um the whole show. Like part of it is that I don't have a personal Netflix account. So uh, when I'm out out in the world moving around, I you know I can. But when I'm at home, I can watch. So anyways, wow. if anybody out there want to give me their Netflix account, you know what I mean? You can send it over. DM me a message. But um, so I, I watched the trailer right before we did the podcast. And um, so the whole premise of the show is love is blind, meaning that, you know, you, you're falling in love with someone and it doesn't actually matter, you know, how they look. So, you know, they're talking to each other through the wall and you know what I mean? It's like you know this whole like sappy yeah. know, conversations or whatever um and the thing that i noticed in you know part of it is you know my background in like in film and production is like you don't put unattractive people on a tv screen a hundred percent so for me that's the first thing that i noticed when it came to to these people because it was like at a, at a certain point it's like um this person is you know they have a a good personality or whatever. And I know in the back of each of these person's minds, they almost knew that the person on the other side wasn't going to be ugly. A hundred percent. They would have yeah. never signed a fucking contract. Yeah, exactly. So, and you know, the, the people and the producers of the TV show, I'm sure, you know, when they did the cast and they was like, okay, this person looks good. This person maybe has a good job. This person has this, this, and this. So they're checking off all the boxes. So, you know, it, 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 it sort of eliminates part of the mystique of the show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if it's, and almost, it would almost be better, like you said, if they had a, you know, huge variety of people, like, you know, there was maybe uh, a, uh, a little person on there. And then, you know, you had, right. you Damn. know, the girl that was like 6'5", and then you Damn. had, you know, the that overweight was, girl. And it, right, that'd yeah. be a good relationship, though. The dwarf and the six foot five woman? Yeah. He right down there by the pussy already. He might be lower than a pussy. Nah, he might be. His mouth is right on that pussy. <laughs> a guy that's 6'5", got a high pussy. That's true. He probably got to climb up that leg before he get up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. Um, and then uh, there's a couple on there. That's, uh, the, the, the main, like, most popular couple is a black, it's a black woman and this white dude, right? Both good-looking people. But when I seen the black woman on there, I was like, yo, this is definitely staged. Cause it's just like they took these two people, you know, the black the black woman. She's got real, real like real beautiful skin, nice teeth, nice hair, body on point, nice titties, nice booty. And I'm just like, yo, this is just this is just like they picked them for this shit. Yeah. And the dude is a is a fairly decent looking dude. 
tall dude. He like six two, six three. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's no way that they just met these two random people. Yeah. And then dude was on there crying like, I'm in love with you. I'm in like day three. He was crying. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, come on, man. <laughs> come on, man. This this fucking this fucking dude. And she's like, I love you too. Like you never love somebody. What this is overall what I took from the show. What I learned overall is you cannot confine love to a television show. Uh, it's so much deeper than that. It's 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 ranging so wide. You need experience to love somebody. You need attraction to love somebody. You need to fuck them right to love somebody. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta go through trials and tribulations. You gotta go through different situations that rhyme. And if you're not doing that, that's a nigga sound like Michael Eric Dyson. How can you love somebody? Yeah. How can you marry somebody? This show is. I love the idea, but it's fucked. So the idea is that they're they they have to get married at the end, or what is the at marriage? the end? At the end, they're getting married. I said yes or no. I just oh okay. I don't know. I've I only watched two episodes <laughs> honestly, and I just skimmed through it. Like I don't need to watch a whole season to be caught up on this shit. Yeah, know? yeah. But I yeah. think it's, for for me, it's it's, it's kind of like that whole. Um, it's just they a lot of these shows just play on women's desire to have this like right true romance, right you know? and for us we just kind of live in life and then you know you fall in love with somebody yeah. but for them it's like this whole you know the women they be having like when they're kids they p- picking out wedding dresses and you know stuff like that so yeah it's too yeah. much it, it prepping that what i think a lot of it is like it's kind of prepping women to be wives when i don't believe in that at all i don't think a woman should grow up wanting to be a wife she should grow up wanting to be her higher self being his yeah. best, be the best Work on businesswoman she could be, be the yeah. best athlete she could be, be the best whatever. And when she meets a man that's on that same that same wavelength, then boom! Now you guys could be a couple. You could be husband and wife. But, I think that that a lot of these shows are, um, they they create that that uh, that love addiction that we talk 100%. about. A hundred percent, and it it may, it's almost like. If you don't have somebody, then you're less than. Mm-hmm. When, in actual, when in actuality, ladies, what you need to understand, if you don't have a man, you have yourself. I know that sounds corny, but if you just continue to raise your value, then a man's going to have to be on that level to be with you. you yeah. I think if, if women focus more on just being their higher selves, they wouldn't have a man for a long time. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of dudes that wouldn't be able to be qualified to even fuck with them. Yeah, they'd That's be what, like thirty five and single. Yeah, but exactly. You still somebody is out there, man. You yeah. know, especially like, like for 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 Eddie and I, we've we've come to a place where we worked on ourselves so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's the kind of woman that you would need in your life. 100%. Somebody that's, you know, on the opposite, you know, in a parallel world, she's working right. on herself. So it's right. like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just honestly, like, if you see a woman that's that age, this a little bit older the single 32 35 and she's running a business and she ain't got a man and like you're so successful why don't why aren't you married that's why you're not married because you're successful yeah because you actually want something for yourself and you're doing something for yourself yeah and a lot of men are not on that level yeah let, uh, let me not even say men because that's false a lot of people are not on your level yeah it's a lot of women that ain't doing what you're doing it's a lot of men that ain't doing what you're doing and in order for you to find that it kind of has to find you unfortunately but it's i mean that's the life i'm living i'm not making like i'm just doing it major but i'm not settling down with anything yeah 
Fuck that. I'm not. I want to doing be, yourself a disservice. Right. 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 So yeah. Fuck that. But mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, watch the show and see how many episodes you can watch before you get sick. Um, I twi- think. <laughs> I think also. From what I hear, um, a lot of like single women like that show. Of course they do. So you know they just sit yeah. there. You know. Yeah, single women watch a lot of bullshit. <laughs> what is it? Uh, is it Oxygen? Is that one of them? Oxygen yeah. and like uh, what's the other channel? Uh, I forgot what it's called. The, with all the know. fucking rom coms yeah, and shit on it. Yeah, single women need a get some like a self help book. Like yeah, stay away from reality TV. Yeah, stay away from reality TV. Just hit me up and let me give you some of this dick. Give you some reality dick. Reality dick. That's right. Yeah. Some of that reality that, dick. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. That might be a way to a woman's heart, though. Look, like I said, in Netflix and chilling, you throw in like a, one of these you know, reality, uh, The Bachelor or whatever. That Like the way to a woman's heart? Yeah. Next thing you know, she just topping you so off. So what are you saying? Like a way to a woman's heart is through her vagina? Yeah. Wow. I don't know, might be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that'd be crazy. What if that was really the the the, the true answer to like the weight through a man and a woman's heart? Like a mm-hmm. weight through a man's heart is through his pants, or a weight through a woman's heart is through her vagina. Yeah, that's I don't like you. You talking to this girl, and you're like, man, I don't know if you, I don't know if I love her yet. Then right when you stick your dick in her, you be like, yep, yeah, it's real, it's I real. Love I love her. Yeah. <laughs> I like the temperature in here. <laughs> Yeah, that's some wet pussy. I like. <laughs> oh, it's gonna change my life. <laughs> Dang, that that'll be funny. crazy. Imagine that you do that. What if that was really the way to find out? And then you just like, yo, after sex, you just down on one knee. <laughs> oh my god, we just met at the club. <laughs> I met you. I met you approximately six hours ago. I just want to let you know I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Oh, uh, heck no. Nah. Like, you the most special woman. I mean, you got the most special pussy I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's crazy. It's like, we still drunk. Let's sleep on it. <laughs> Let's sleep on it and then wake up and see what happened. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Switching gears. Yeah. Uh, Meg The Stallion, the, the rap artist, Meg The Stallion, uh, we all know. Uh, she recently came out on Instagram Live and invented about her record deal that she signed some years ago and just basically felt like she got short shortchanged. I guess some people from I'm not sure if it was from Rock Nation or wherever she was from helped her look over a contract and was like, oh, did you know this was in your contract? So she basically reached out to the 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 origin of where the contract was signed and said she wanted to renegotiate. And the person that that she that had signed her was like, why do we need to renegotiate anything? So she basically is in a deal that she doesn't like because she's outgrown her deal and uh, she was pretty PO'd about it. But there is literally so many like variables um, to discuss in regards to the Meg Thee Stallion situation. Yeah. Um, Like a lot. All right. Mm -hmm. Let me start off with this. Um, uh, I think signing contracts in general or bad contracts comes from being in a position of desperation. Yeah. Um, when you're in a position where you're not privy to the business, you probably grew up without a lot of money. There's nobody in your family that has the, the know-how or information. You're going to sign some fucked up shit. Yeah. Right. You're going to sign something right? you're going to, they're going to be getting percentages of things that you don't know. Um, and there's going to, the, the, the jargon and the language in these contracts are going to confuse the fuck out of you. 
And you might read one or two pages, but as an artist, you just want to create. You don't want to be the business side, but Nipsey Hussles, he showed us the blueprint. You got to know the business. You can't just be an artist Mm -hmm. because you're going to end up being like MC Hammer. Yeah. (laughs) All that money and then broke. You don't want to do that. So, uh, yeah, you're you're typically in a a position of desperation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think says uh, Meg was stallion. She was uh, around 22 years old, I think, when she signed that contract. she was 20. She, she said she was 20, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she was 20. Um, yeah. It, it's one of those things. Uh, now, this is how I relate to Meg the Stallion, right? Uh, I don't twerk, but uh, I'll, I'll get into that. Uh, the reason <laughs> why. the Stallion. Oh, yeah. It would make more sense for me to be a Stallion. Because <laughs> Stallion is a fucking male horse. Yeah. Yeah. So, her rap name's a little bit skewed, but, you know, Meg, I, think, I got um, love for you. A lot of uh, artists tend to be a little bit ignorant. Yeah, you, know? you ever you ever seen uh, what's like Nelly song where he's like something about like a manicure or something like that? Yeah. But he's actually talking about the hands or uh, well, something. Yeah. yeah, I forget. But I'm you a know, sucker for cold rolls and manicure toes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A fucking it's a pedicure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this is the this is the kind of people we dealing with here. I'm, I'm a just, sucker for cold rolls and I can't even read. <laughs> I mean, it's, I was country grammar, so you know, that's an excuse to be nigga. Like oh man, I you know I never questioned that. <laughs> I'm a sucker for corn rolls. He could have put pedicure in there. <laughs> it would have fit. I'm a sucker for corn rolls and pedicure toes. That would have been smarter. <laughs> Why didn't anybody fucking stop him? <laughs> yeah, nobody stopped Nelly, dude. Come on. It's like five niggas sitting in the studio like, yo, that's hot, son. And they all equally dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure the engineer, somebody caught that. The engineer had to catch it, somebody, but they were like, fuck it. He's dumb. Just run with it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love what you I love what you said about uh, the, the, that manicure toes. <laughs> My wife always get manicures. Never got them on her toes before, but yeah. Uh, yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes, man. Yeah, but here's here's uh. Here, uh, here's my uh, relatable experience to make the stallion. Mm-hmm. Uh, back when I was like 21, 22 years old, right in there, mm-hmm. um, didn't have great credit, and uh, I had a little bit of money on me, and I had a car that took a fucking dump on me. Yeah, and, I, and you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put their, their name out there because I feel like people should be aware, right? And I don't think they could sue me for saying this, but fuck them. Uh, there's a place in town called Aloha Motors. I don't know if they're still around. Pretty mm-hmm. sure they are. Um, but since I'm going to exercise my freedom of speech, I went there back in like 2007, six, right in there, mm-hmm. 2007, six, something like that. 2007. I was in college. I needed a car to get me to him from Bakersfield College, and I went there. Got a 1988 Chrysler Baron. It was running pretty good. But then all of a sudden, like in less, probably like a week, the transmission went out on it. Mm-hmm. And I went back. I said, hey, I'm not here to raise any hell. I barely got this car. You were here last time. Um, I, I want to continue to do business with you, but I just want something of the same value and I'll continue my payments. He said, no, can't do that. And I said, excuse me? He's like, nah, we're not going to do that. Yeah, you're keeping it. I'm just like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, I just got the car here. This yeah. this doesn't make I've had it less than like a week. This is crazy. And he was like, Yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's one of those things. And I was just like, What the fuck? Like, this guy was a complete piece of shit. And then yeah. you, I, I, I hit up the Better Business Bureau and 
all that and then nothing really worked because when he gave me the contract to sign it all i did he he told me all right okay sign there sign there there and there and at that point i could have stopped and read it but i didn't because i was so hard up to have a car that i just signed it yeah right i didn't stop and say wait what am i signing that's what happens when you don't have knowledge that's what happens when you're poor that's what happens when you don't have information you will sign anything just to get what you need and that's what Meg the stallion did that's in my opinion that's what she did and she was very young and very naive yeah and then she backtracked and said wait this ain't right but you didn't say it wasn't right until it wasn't in your favor because you didn't know it wouldn't be in your favor initially because you never fucking read it right but these situations have happened enough for us to be privy to the information like don't sign shit don't sign nothing yeah if you don't know what's going on like even to get my car i sat there for a while reading the paperwork asking questions i was there probably over fuck hours Mm -hmm. you know and i was like oh what's the percentage on this okay that okay that'll work payments are this okay this is this and i learned from that but sometimes it's too late for people sometimes they get fucked or they exceed in the music industry she exceeded what the contract was but i know why that contract existed why would you put all this at stake or give the artist too much when you don't even know what she's going to be what if she flopped what if she was a nobody it's it's low risk high reward and i mean they were smart for what they did but she wasn't so smart for how she initially handled it yeah I think, you know, when it comes to these contracts, everything is relative, right? right so right. I don't know what her contract did or they, you know, they said it's like a 60-40 split. Right. Um, to me, that doesn't, that, that you know, kind of falls in line with, you know, I guess like the industry standard. Um, those numbers, when it comes, just that percentage, the 60-40, when it comes to like this record sales or like music distribution or whatever, right. that doesn't sound that crazy. Um, the craziness comes in the merchandise. Like essentially, she's in a three sixty deal because they get the right. They get the merchandise. They get the tour money, and you know all these things. They get a percentage of, of pretty much everything. Right. Um, which you know back in the day before like the three sixty deals came around, um, you know usually the artists would go on tour. They would keep all of that money. You know they would have a you know you know a national tour. Or international tour, even, and they would keep all the revenue, and they would probably split it with like a tour manager and you right. know, like you know, an agency mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But now, because the way that, that there's not as much money in the industry, they're they're tapping into everything, which is um, the the reason why a lot of these guys like Nipsey Hussle, uh, right. Russ, um, you know, Joe Budden is a you know a big proponent of of these things. Of uh, in in their podcast talked about it about not signing deals because this is this is the reason. And the the thing that the thing about it is it happens far too often, and for these things to continue to happen, and we continue to sign deals, um, at a certain point we have to start blaming the artists. A hundred percent. We can't keep blaming these record labels for no. giving us the same deals. They probably copy and pasted that record deal exactly. from, you know, a, a, a Warner Brothers or, a, exactly. you know, or whatever, uh, whatever record label, 
you know, printed it out, gave it to her. They kind of probably ran down. If so, they probably, you know how they do it when you, when you right. sign your car. It's like, so this is what you're signing here. Basically, this is saying that, you know, you're paying this much in oh. interest or, you know, so they're Fuck giving you, basically, yeah. they're trying to summarize tw- no. 12 pages of information in two words, right. in two sentences. Right. Like that doesn't make sense. No, thank you, brother. I'll, I'll read <clears throat> it. I'll read this on my own. And what, what doesn't make sense to me, yeah. I'll, I'll ask a question then, or I could go to Google and look it up myself. Yeah, exactly. Bottom, bottom line, I'm exactly. not. I'm not going to allow you to do that. Exactly. So, um, so for for me, I'm you know I'm past blaming um the the record labels and stuff. Right. At a certain point, you have to put the onus on yourself, or you have to put the onus on on the artists that are actually signing these these things. Like they they didn't put no gun to your head, right? You know, it's different with Suge Knight and Vanilla Ice. You know, maybe hang hung them off the the roof or whatever. Yeah. But for the most part, you, excuse me, you're willingly signing your name on these dotted lines. And um, you know, I think you you had that line about uh, about Jay Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You want to plug that in? Yeah. Yeah. We'll plug that in right here. Y'all niggas still signing deals. Still, after all they done stole, for real After what they done to I Lauren Hill And y'all niggas is supposed to be true Alright, and what you take from that is, you know Jay-Z has been privy to this Like, he knows what's going on mm-hmm. He's been dropping little gems on people for years So, we have a general idea of what's going on Another thing, too uh, Contracts, they stifle your creativity and earning power Because you have to operate within the bubble of that contract so that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you can't. So you can't release. I can't release songs at this date because of what you telling me to do. Yeah. How can you be creative when you don't have the the freedom to create? Mm-hmm. You're just a. You're just like a. You're a. You're a glamorized employee. Mm-hmm. That's all you are. Yeah. Um. Another thing too, it, you if you really paid attention to these contracts, like it's just fucked up. Like anyone who gets a percentage of your merch, basically your merch is like when you go to concerts. And you sell these made the stallion t-shirts, right? If they get 30% of that, that's like criminal. So you mean to tell me you're getting paid for my likeness on on a t-shirt? How how the fuck do you get paid for my face? Mm-hmm. Doesn't even make any sense. Fuck you. I'm, I'm not giving you 30% of my merch. You know, that's directly from my from, you know, whether it's from Patreon or it's from cash hand to hand. That should be 100 percent in my pocket i shouldn't have to pay you for my own likeness what the yeah. fuck yeah um and another thing i thought of how could you be happy as a creative when someone is telling you what to do and in any capacity mm-hmm. right um another thing is they should s- simplify the contract or don't sign it mm-hmm. like i don't need all this this jargon and 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 riffraff about this this and this percentage you need to write one through fucking whatever, like, this is how much of your publishing we're going to take. This is how much percentage of your merch we're going to take. This, like, put it in fucking English or I'm not signing it. Bottom line. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. And, yeah. We, you, talk, we talked about, uh, you know, Joe Budden, you yeah. know, one page proposing contract. to, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's all you need. All that other stuff is just trying to confuse people. Um, yeah. And that's why you end up in those situations where you getting a certain percentage of whatever stolen from you and you don't even know what's going on. You yeah. Know I mean? And like the, the, the jargon and like the jargon and filibuster nature of these contracts 
is to speak over your head and force you to look like look past the language. Mm-hmm. So what happens is, is like the filibuster nature. If I don't know if anybody knows what a filibuster is, it's like literally when someone talks forever and ever and ever and ever. It's like a six hour fucking podcast type shit. Basically, what they would do in like these uh, Poli- this political yeah, like conversations. Poli- yeah, if they don't want to pass a bill or whatever, they'll pull out the Bible and they'll just start reading for hours and hours and hours until people just get tired. Yeah, exactly. And, just- and that's what they do to people when they get cars or they they sign a record deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have this filibuster nature and it's super big. And you like, it's already bad enough. I got to sign all of these these documents, but reading them all, fuck that. Mm-hmm. I will I will find and here's a problem with these contracts is the lawyers who write this language or write these contracts have a masterful way of decoding and misleading the artist or the person seeing it. Mm-hmm. So if you gave these this if what I would do is I tell a, a lawyer, I'll be like, look, I'm about to sign this contract, but I want you to look over it. I do not have money. Right. I do not have money right now. But but I want you to be honest with me about what's on here. And I'll give you a percentage of what I'm getting. Like, it's just there's a way like there's a way for you to get the truth. And you can't get a lawyer from the label. If The labor is like, oh, if you need help reading it, we have a we have a really good lawyer that could do that. That's not cool because that lawyer is doing what's best for the label. He don't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. Now you got a conflict of interest because you so hard up to get a lawyer like, yo, I if, if I couldn't trust a lawyer, I would do it on my own. And if I fucked up, I would just own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think part of it, though, is as much as, you know, we, we say, um, you know, why can't you be Russ? Why can't you be uh, Nipsey Hussle? Why can't you be Chance the Rapper or whatever? Yeah. I think that um, most people aren't built like to, that. No. Yeah, they're not built to be like bosses. Very and, you true. Know, it's, and it's not no slight to nobody, but... You know, there's only if you think about how many rappers in the game right now, there's probably, you know, thousands of, you know, yeah. artists um, that are, you know, making noise right now. But when you think about the guys that actually own own a record label, it's only a few of them. You know only what I mean? It's just guys like J. Cole. Right. You know, Drake has his little label going. Um, Russ has his, his little diamond entertainment thing. Yeah. But it's a small percentage of people that are actually out of that thousand it's only a small percentage of people that actually have a have a have a label and everyone else is just kind of under them and they're they're just an artist right. they just kind of stick to the music and they don't really make real executive decisions on a day-to-day basis right um so i think you know some people i think that some people need a label but i just think they have to be more mindful of what they're signing because it seems 100%. we hear the same story every time um, Lil Uzi Vert was going through it. Um, yeah. you know, Meg The Stallion, even you know Drake had mentioned stuff in his in his um, songs about yeah, you know Drake the record is, label still in. Drake music is person. a yeah, but Drake is just a, such a boss, bro. Yeah, like, Drake made the best of that weak contract he had. Yeah, and he just put out so much music and so many hits mm-hmm. that he just made so much money that he didn't even <clears throat> need that label. Yeah. And then he, he 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 pretty much exhausted his deal, and we don't know the numbers. Right. And his deal, we just hear like little lines here and there from from his uh from his from his albums. But yeah, you know now he's he's in a in a in a different deal, and I think he signed directly to the parent company of yeah of uh the record label which he was under. You and hear what you already said in the new song. 
What? He says it's like 500 mil and I fell back to the six. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah. God damn. <laughs> 500 mil. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Drake, man. Drake is a dog, bro. Mm-hmm. And you, you know what happens? Like, you know, I don't know how this is going to play out with Make the Stallion or how many... Um, Usually you have album deals, so you have like five yeah. albums, and right. then you could get released from your contract. Right, right. There's got there's there's ways of doing it. Um, Drake Drake obviously did it. He he. Mm-hmm. I don't know if his album his album deal was like five or six, but he did the he did the five or six albums, and then now I'm sure his deal is crazy. Yeah. I know it's so favorable towards him. It's exactly. just like you know, it's just ridiculous. It's like and, we, we lucky to have you type. Yeah. Thing. And it was, I know it was a crazy bidding war and I know his advance was in the, in the, in the eight figures. I know oh, for sure. Yeah, easily. Um, or you get a guy like Frank, uh, Frank ocean. He, I don't know what his deal was like. It was probably like a two, three album deal. Yeah. He did something. Basically what happened was he released his first album, channel orange. And then his, uh, his second album came out and, it was like a, he did, he had two, basically two albums done. One of them was like this visual album where it was basically music playing and he was in there doing construction. So he dropped that on Apple and then right after that, he dropped his own album on his own label He's and he used construction? all, yeah, it's just literally him just cutting stuff and, you know, and a whole like, it's just a wide shot of him walking around this big empty space. Oh, wow. Um, That's weird. So that was, that was his second album. Uh-huh. And then, like, basically, the album right after that was uh, his album Blonde, which dropped on his own record label under his own banner and everything. Oh, and wow. then, so he used all that momentum for the album coming out, and he was able to keep that contractually because wow. his second album was that construction album or whatever. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's ways around it, you know what I mean? It's, there's, you know, you, like we said, you, you're usually young when you sign in these deals and um, you know, you don't really have the, the, the lawyers or the, the people or the whoever to look over your, your contracts. And then when you're in them, you know, they're, they're obviously not in your favor, but there's ways of getting out it without going to Instagram. Cause what, cause in reality, the fans can't help you get out of a bad contract. Fuck no. There's no point in going to talk to yeah, them. Yeah. The fan, the fans ain't going to do nothing. They, they may put pressure on the record label, but at the end of the day, if it's in black and white, it's in black and white. There's nothing yeah. you can do. This is what I took from it with her publicly going to Instagram and shitting on that, uh, that contract. What I took from it is this. I took that, you know, she has some maturing to do. I don't know her like that, but in a business sense, I don't know her as a person, but I will say in a business sense, she has some maturing to do. Drake didn't have a great deal. He just kept going hard. You know what I'm saying? Nipsey didn't have a deal at all. He had to get all of his, you know, all this shit he had to get off the ground on his own. But uh-huh. you you don't win by externalizing your personal shit. Yeah. It makes you look, basically what you're doing is saying, help, yeah. help. If you, basically, the, the type of music that that uh, Make the Stallion makes is like, uh, you know, basically, it's a lot of a lot of his shitting on men. Like, I don't need a nigga. Don't need this. Don't need that. Okay, I get it. But why you got a bad deal then? You know, you know <laughs> what else is um, yeah, yeah. kind of piggyback off that, right? The average fan doesn't care about rich people problems, right? They do really don't. Meg Thee Stallion is on these interviews with uh, Mink Coat Tone, Chinchilla, and, right? Big old chains, yeah. You know, so it's just like. 
as a as a person that's going to McDonald's and flipping burgers, I really don't no, care about fuck. how much money or how much money she's not making. But at the same time, a lot of poor people do care about rich people problems. Girl, did you see what happened with Meg the Stallion? Yeah. Because what it is, a lot of poor people or people that don't make a lot of money are really distracted. They're probably the most distracted people ever. Because <laughs> if if you if your focus was right, you wouldn't be worried about shit like that. Yeah. Just being honest. I know it's a lot of people that ain't got a lot of money that mm-hmm. do a lot of gossiping. Mm-hmm. Right. All that gossiping, you could use that energy to, you know, channel it to try to do something positive. Open, try to open a business or something. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, unfortunately, you're right. You're right. But two things could be true. I've seen a lot of motherfuckers gossip. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of motherfuckers that watch reality TV and in reality, they don't got a lot of money. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. In, in regards to her, you know, it's a lot of like, I don't even say empowering, but it's like, you know, it was the whole like, uh, what was it like? Like stick up girls, like robbing niggas and shit like that. Mm, scammers, and scammers, all that. and all that, right? So at the end of the day, you talking about you know being like kind of low key glorifying the scammer and the scamming niggas and or men or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you got a bad contract. Like that doesn't even make sense. You got all this jewelry on, but you don't like the money that you make. So yeah. basically, what you are is you're a glorified employee and you're a caricature of yourself. Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make any sense. You got all this jewelry and all this shit on. And I can't tell her what to wear and what to have on. I'm not going to go there. All I'm saying is it it's not real. This shit is like the WWF, man. It's mm-hmm. not it's not real. Yeah. You know, uh, I what I personally think, too, is is um, she is talented, in my opinion. I think she she can rap. But I think that there's probably women that had had a comparable talent to her. But they didn't have a big old booty and nice body and nice titties and pretty. Because Meg Thee Stallion is she she hot, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's she's sexy. That's not that's you know everyone knows that. But mm-hmm. that they seen that as leverage. They're like, yo, they they're not gonna be able to miss this black girl with this big ass booty rapping. Yeah, and they banked on it, and the and the fucking label won. Yeah. You know, and you can't be mad at them for winning, even though I don't like I don't like it, but it's just one of them things. There's no real moral compass in business. And I think no. that, you know, we as, you know, people out from for the average listener that's outside of the industry. Right. Um, you may think a certain way about, you know, like how could they put that her in that kind of deal or whatever. You only get away with um what you can in business a hundred percent there's like i said she there was no one forcing her to sign that contract nope. but if you're uh a shrewd businessman and you want to put together a contract that has slick language in it and um it's in favor of you and the person signs it you're gonna walk away with a smile hundred mm-hmm. percent you know what and here's the biggest thing that i don't know if we hit on it right now i, I did mention being in a position of desperation so you sign it but what I meant, what I left out is, is when you sign these things during your moment of desperation, you're not thinking of the long game. Yeah. You're thinking about the short term game because you don't have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? One thing people also don't realize is that that advance is essentially a loan. That's it. If you get like $50,000, a cash advance, um, you hear, you hear, um, and this has been going on for years and years and years. I remember Kanye West was like, I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance. Yeah. Some, 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 I just wanted to shine. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened to rappers. They get yeah. the event and, you know, not, not really realizing how 
the the industry works. Right. And you have to work that off. So they 100%. give you a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, and you have to work that off through record sales or yeah. single sales or whatever. Yeah. And then after that, you start actually making whatever percentage of uh-huh. money you're supposed to be making. You got, yeah. Some of that shit, if you don't get it, if that shit gonna have interest on it too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Look, you gotta realize it's a business <clears throat> at the end of the day. It's a business. Like you can't expect for them to have the same moral code mm-hmm. as you would have. Because to be honest, a lot of people complaining would not have that same moral code if they was on the other side. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Why should I pay you?" Yeah, you, you got you that. Like you said, we you have to play the long game. It, right now, it's so many opportunities for people to distribute money. I mean, distribute music on their own. On their own, you won't be. You probably won't be as famous unless. You know, things just just happen for you right. um, or you work extremely hard and you just, you know, you have a tight team around you like, a, right. you know, a guy like Russ or Chance or Nipsey. These are guys that pretty much did it independently the whole way through. Yeah. Um, you know, they they uh, like but they played the long game when yes. when Russ is 50 years old and he's still getting six figure royalty checks because he owned a hundred percent of you know his his first um 11 albums or whatever that's that's the long game but you know for 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 a lot of people now they want that extremely high advance and that's gonna hurt you in the end man i'll tell you this much this is gonna fuck you guys up but just check this out me and keith are in a better position to make the stallion. And let me explain why. We're in a better position because we own all of our intellectual property. We don't have a contract that we've signed. We put our podcast out every week when we want. We do and say what we want. And once we start creating these other ways of of of, uh, of creating revenue for the podcast, we will get all of that back. Yeah. So and and all they be like, well, make she got money. I ain't got money like that. You gotta realize there, there's you have to look at money differently than you know just what someone shows you what they have. Just because you got a big old gold chain and a mink coat doesn't mean you're in a better position than me. Mm-hmm. I'm just a truck driver. Yeah. But once that money starts coming in, I have a better grasp of reality. I'm 35 years old, so yeah. the way I'm thinking is a lot different than a big booty rapper. That's only like 26 <laughs> years old. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. My shit is I'm looking at the long game. You know, she, what I hope, I hope nothing but success for Meg. So I hope nobody misunderstands me, but mm. I, I just think we could all learn from this. And anybody that's younger that happens to listen to this podcast, don't just look at the, what's in front of you. You got to look at the long game, man. Yeah. And you know, this is about the, the, the music industry, but it happens in a lot of other fields too. Like Eddie yeah. mentioned, you know, buying this car or, you know, even looking at the, I, I'm a victim of this too, not necessarily reading all the terms and agreements on, you know, certain applications and stuff that right. I agree to. So it's just, it's just about uh, taking the time out and reading through these things. Because once you, once you, um, once you actually decide to look through the stuff and read it, it'll, it'll open up your mind to a, right. to a, to a different world. Yeah. Well, I don't have much else to say about this. Um, mm. Made the stallion. If you hear this, you got a fat booty, and I like it. This nigga crazy. Um, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, switching gears. Um, there is a myth, right? And, I, and you hear some rich people say it sometimes uh, that uh, poor people don't work hard. 
right? I think that is probably one of the, the biggest slice of baloney ever. It's just pure malarkey to me. Um, poor people work hard, uh, but they're making other people rich. That's the biggest issue. Yeah. Right. So rich people, they prosper off of poor people's time. That's when when I hear people say shit like, "Man, I just got this job. I'm making one." Some of this one dude was pumped up because he was making like seventeen fifty an hour or something. And I was thinking like, "Dude, that ain't nothing." Not because I'm looking down on him, but because I'm thinking like, "Dude, that's all your time's worth." Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, I'm making twenty two dollars an hour, man. I'm gonna work all this overtime. I'm like, so you willing to work, you know, fifteen sixteen hour days for twenty two fifty an hour? I'm like, yo, your time ain't worth more than that. Yeah. And I just I don't care if it was a hundred dollars. I don't know if you guys are grasping my point. Um, rich people make money off of poor people's time. They're empowering themselves. You you are a dollar sign. Uh, but I was I was just reading up a couple things, and rich people. This is the biggest difference that I've seen. Poor people work for money. Rich people's money works for them. That is the difference. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest difference. And when you are working a job, you will never be rich. I'm not saying it's everybody's goal to be rich, but that is the only way you will be financially free is if you have a certain amount of wealth. Like if you could sit home, I think that I think that a good place for anybody to be in is if you're sitting home, you sleep, and then you get a notification it's your bank and it says like five thousand two hundred and forty eight dollars has been deposited into your account. Mm-hmm. When you can make money in your sleep. That is when you are really living the life. Yeah. But if you got to go to work for that motherfucking account balance to go up, you never going to get ahead. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Even if you make a lot of money, mm-hmm. even if you make $200,000 a year being a worker, if you stop working, you eventually will have to work again. Unless somehow you've made some lucrative investments that make you money. Now you've became a part of a nut of a totally different subculture. Now you're a part of the wealthy gr- group. If you've got, uh, 20 rental properties or you've invested in x and y now you've become a part of a different club but if you make two hundred thousand dollars and you don't invest none of it in anything you're just a worker mm-hmm. you are a glorified employee that is all you are mm-hmm. yeah that's real um i think that from all the self-help books and, and things that i've or you know the youtube videos and all these motivational speakers right the biggest thing that separates these the the working class from these rich people is their mentality. Yes, you know the the way. Um, and it, there's um, right. I think the Napoleon Hill. I think is the book he he uh, he wrote is called Think and Grow Rich. Oh and yeah. And the whole book is based around the mentality that you need to have in order to be successful. Right. Um, and that's extremely important, man. And you know, these conversation, me and Eddie are not rich by any means, but the way that we think is is rich, you know. Right. And, and me myself, I'm not like I said, I'm not wealthy at all, but I don't have a job. Like right. I don't clock in ever. I don't clock out, you know what I mean? No one tells me I need to be anywhere that I don't have to be. Yeah. Um, and I'm still like somehow able to, you know, pay my insurance, pay my bills or whatever, pay my rent and all these other things. Um, so that's like the sort of mindset that you need to have in order to to be self-sufficient and to be rich one day. You yeah. got to know that um, when it comes to investments, put a little bit of money over here, put a little bit of money over here, make sure you're not spending frivolously on, you know, 
things that you don't need to be spending on. And then also invest your time into things that will get you wealthy five, six years down the line. Right. And that's why we're on episode 102 right now, because 100%. we know how valuable this podcast space is right. and how valuable um, 102 episodes of content is. Yeah. You know I mean, that's um, it's an investment. hours and hours and hours of, of, of content that, you know, will one day be, we'd be paid handsomely for it. A hundred percent. Excuse me for this content. So that's definitely um, the mindset. You know what I mean? And like you said, it, I've heard people, you know, people that are not necessarily on this whole, like they don't really have a real business acumen or something like that. Right, right. And they tell you, you know, I got a raise or, you know, yeah. I just got a new job. I'm making like $14 an hour. It's cool, man. It's real cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Like I And like you said, any number... That somebody would say is probably not going to be yeah. good enough for me. I'm more so like, um, not necessarily like even if even an idea of an hourly rate is bad. It's bad. You know what I mean. Fuck I'm more so you. like, so you have an hourly rate and then you have a salary and then it's sort of like like a, a work for hire type of thing. A hundred percent. And I think that's what you should you know yeah. you should really work for. Like you have a a contract to get paid five million dollars to shoot a movie or right some that's what we should be working towards not like yeah i'm getting fifteen dollars an hour to to Fuck do it that. that's not success in any capacity yeah yeah no if my thing is this, if i get paid to do an appearance i'll be like okay i'm gonna do an appearance or do a motivational speak at motherfucking in fresno then i'll do one in sacramento then i'll do one mm-hmm. in like barstow and then go one over here and then each time I show up, they pay me like $3,600, $3,800, each time I show up. And mm-hmm. then when I don't feel like going to work, I'll set my schedule and be like, well, I'll go to these ones next week. Mm-hmm. Like, that's real success. You're paying me to show up. It's mm-hmm. a pay for hire. I'm not sitting there on the clock all day. Oh, man, when I get off, I'm not going to have enough time to see my friend's game or I'm not going to have enough time for my girlfriend or I'm not going to fuck that. You're not. No, there's no job worth your time. None. None of them, none of them Mm -hmm. that my, my, I aspire and this is no slight at anyone, but I watch my whole life, even at the age of 35. Now I've watched people make money off of me. Yeah. I I'm done with that. I'm done with that. I'm not going to work. The structure is fucked. Yeah. You do not want to be a part of the structure your whole life. There's no way you're going to tell me that I'm going to retire. And I see a lot of people that, in their 30s, they don't they don't want to get a new skill. They just want to work at a Walmart. They want to work at a wherever else. And I'm not trying to down anybody because we all need jobs. But how could you do that until you're like fucking 60 something years old? That is just just it is just insane to me. Mm-hmm. That oh, you can't retire on a Walmart job. Everybody knows that. You can't retire on all these. You will not be able to retire from any of these jobs. Most of them will also be automated. They're becoming more and more automated. Robots taking jobs, right? So you can't, you ain't gonna be able to blame Mexicans no more and tell people to build yeah. build a wall unless you want to build a wall to keep the robots out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> motherfucking robots build a wall to mm. keep them out. So you ain't gonna be nobody to blame but yourself now. You know what I'm saying? Because all these jobs are starting to become more and more automated. Within the next 21 years, we're gonna start seeing shit automated where you be like, whoa, they just took our jobs. You're going to be protesting when in actuality, you should have been trying to figure out a way to code. You should have been finding a new skill. Yeah. You know, I think 
this conversation is catered towards the the complainers about right. their nine to five, right? Because um, I do believe there's a small percentage of people out there that genuinely love just going to work. You know what True. I mean? So you know this conversation is not for you. Not if for you, you if you if you got a job and you love it and you know you don't mind getting paid fifteen dollars an hour and you're extremely happy, then you know great for you. But if if you're out there and you're complaining about your situation or whatever, um, you know you have to find an exit plan. Like I hear people all the time, like, yo man, I'm so tired of my job. Like it pays the bills, but I, I'm just so not happy there. Right. I just want to do other things. And the first thing I ask them, I'm like, yo, do you have an exit plan? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do that, that, um, will allow you to sustain your lifestyle right. while you're not clocked in? And most people don't have an answer. And you know, that's an issue. You know what I mean? I think, you know, you it's okay to have this mindset that you want to get out, but if you don't have a means of making money, or if you're not saving money, or if you're not investing in right into whatever, the the easiest thing that people can do to to get out of their situation is I don't know how much money you know whatever your your job is, but set aside enough money to invest in a rental property. Something. Yeah. And then you'll, you know, you rent that house out to whomever. Um, you renovate it, you rent the house out, and, you know, basically they'll be paying your bills. Right. And then you use that money to get another rental property. And then you just keep doing that and doing that. And then eventually you'll be making as much money at your regular job as you were, you know, through these rental properties. Man. And this is what, it, I mean, the thing about it is, is you have to imagine this. Imagine waking up and you're like, uh, I feel like sleeping in and then you sleep in, but then you wake up and then you do what you love and what you love makes you a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Right. And you never work a day in your life because you do what you love. Then, oh, let me go to the gym. Uh, OK, let me go make some dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't feel like doing shit today. Let me lay down. Yeah. And then you work as you please. You come and go as you please. You do what you want. I think the number one person I look at that does exactly what he wants and doesn't do anything else is Joe Rogan. That dude, that dude does his podcast, he does stand-up, and he does UFC. He loves all those things. He doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to do. Yeah. And he's a fucking millionaire. Mm-hmm. Why not me? Why not me? I live in a city full of, like, blue-collar, you know, workers, you know, lifted truck dudes. You know, you know what's <laughs> interesting, too, is that um, there's a lot of oil field guys yeah, out there right and i don't think they understand that wealth is relative exactly right? so anyone that's on a rig and in you know slaving in the summer heats and the winter cold right um they're getting paid minimum wage compared to the oh amount of money fuck yeah that, the elite know, yeah. in the oil industry oh god but they don't realize that and they think that they're better than a McDonald's worker or a Walmart worker or whatever. No, it's like no, you're not. You're you're getting paid minimum wage at your job relative to, you know, what these other people are to, doing. To make it worse, I hate to say, I'm sorry to cut you off, Keith. Go ahead. But th- to make it worse is your skills are not transferable to any other anything. job. You have zero skills. If you worked in the oil fields your whole fucking life and you get laid off, guess what? You're gonna be in competition with a motherfucker at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And you might not even get that job. So you can't frown on anybody because you make a little bit of money. And then, some some yeah. dudes in the oil fields try to tell me, and I'm not trying to put nobody out on front street, try to tell me, man, you should come out to oil fields and get some real money. I'm thinking like, bro, I make more money than you. 
You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> and it's like I always I'm always gonna have a job because I'm a truck driver and trucks take goods. We they the world would die without trucks. So I'm in the right industry. I'm always gonna be working. Mm-hmm. But you, my friend, when the the, the 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 price of a barrel goes up or down, you won't have a job. Yeah. So it's something to and think about. No, there's there's just no stability. I would rather much I would much rather do what I'm doing now and make however, you know, much money I am at the end of the year than breaking my back for every day of the week. And their their work schedule is crazy too. Like sometimes they'd be working like six twelves or something ridiculous and then yeah. they get like a few days off or you know, I've I've talked to people that have worked like thirty days straight, stuff like That's that. Stupid. It's like why would you break your back and what happens too, it doesn't matter how much money you make. If you make twenty five thousand dollars a year if you make two hundred thousand dollars a year if you're financially illiterate it, it's it, all the same a hundred percent all the same i know people you know that that do work in the oil fields and they make a lot of money and they're in extreme debt it's stupid and you know they've been working themselves out of a hole you know for years and years now because when they did you know they get that first um that first year under their belt and they made like you know a hundred thousand dollars and then they go buy a BMW and then they go buy a house and then they go buy a boat and all these things. And like you said, when the when the barrel go down or whatever and they don't have a job and they default on some loans or their credit cards is going crazy, they start having to pay for everything with their credit cards. And, you know, the interest rates are going high and everything. All these things start to happen. Um, it doesn't make it, 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 it. You're no different than the person at Walmart because y'all both broke. Right. Know? hundred percent. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, first of all, I think if you're working all those hours, right, let's say you're working a hell of hours, you're making more money and shit. Like you mentioned, if you're financially illiterate, it's not going to fucking help you because you don't, it's not going anything. You're not investing in it, anything. If you said, Hey, I'm working all these days in a row because I'm going to take $38,000 and I'm going to invest in this property, or I'm going to take Sixty-two thousand dollars. I'm gonna invest in this. I'll be like, okay, this motherfucker. Is, he knows what he's. He doing. knows what he's doing. Yeah. But if you like, man, I'm trying to get this new Corvette, dude. I gotta put in these hours. I'm thinking like, you are investing your money in a depreciating item because you're stupid. Yeah. You're gonna be looking nice in that car until it gets repossessed and they lay you the fuck off. And it's yeah. a, it's a cycle of people that's just it's it's sad, dude. It's so it's so crazy to me how high some of these people's car payments is. And, yeah. and how long they're paying for these cars. There's people that be having like six year leases, five year lease. You'd be like, yo, man, you paying that long. You mean you paying your car for that long? And by the end of that, that uh, five, six years, your car is going to be worth nothing. Yeah, it's depreciated when you drove it off the lot already. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's mm. going to be old. It, I don't know. It's crazy. I, kn- I knew a dude that paid. Almost a one, the truck payment it was almost seven hundred dollars. Crazy. I'm like, dude, what are you trying to do? Yeah, almost. And I think, yeah, he lived at home with his with his parents. But oh his my god, car his uh, truck payment was almost seven hundred dollars. Like this that's is rent, bro. That's you can get your apartment for your car payment should not be more than somebody's rent. I don't even say that's, right. that's insane, dude. Mm-hmm. I, that's insane. I'll never understand that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, this initially sprung off, you know, poor people not working hard. And our answer was that to that was a lot of poor people do work very hard. Mm-hmm. But one, they're missing two things. One, they're they're only working to make someone else rich. And two, 
They're only working to survive. They're not working to thrive. There is no five-year plan, 10-year plan, because when you're in a position of struggle, you can't plan for the future because at that moment, you're just trying to survive. Yeah. The only people that will understand that statement I just made are people that have been in that. If you've never been in a position where you had to struggle, you have no fucking idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. You can't say, that's not true because if you have the mentality to do better, um, when you don't have any food in your refrigerator, you're not thinking about five years down the road. Trust me. Yeah. You're not thinking about motherfucking, you know, Wall Street and investment properties when you got ramen noodles and motherfucking uh, bologna in there with no bread. Yeah. I've opened my refrigerator with hardly no food in it. Okay. I know how it feels to be fucking poor. And I'm not wearing that as a badge of honor because a struggle is a struggle and it does not feel good. Okay. But I've been there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's, you know, just to go back to the, the mm-hmm. main point, it's, it's a complete lie. Like, yeah, I when I worked at McDonald's, um, you made it was, a lot of McMuffins there. Yeah, I made a lot of McMuffins. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was a lot. It was a it was a machine. You know, we yeah. I, most of us was part time outside of the like the store managers. Yeah. You know, it was just a way for them to save money with taxes and right. stuff like that. But, you know, that's me knowing the game now. But um, when I was there, it, you know, it's, it's a well-oiled machine. There was yeah. like, you know, five or six people on at a time, depending on the, the time of day or whatever. Right. I remember um, we would. Oh, this, yeah. this nigga. Sorry, man. Had you you must have ate a McMuffin earlier. Uh, had to fart, man. With that flatulence. I hope that they didn't get captured on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> he got a win. One time that shit. Fart one time that shit did. It was like. <laughs> <laughs> I be trying to. I hate it when you try to let the fart out slow, and they be like, be like "Damn!" <laughs> you got to make sure nobody did shit. <laughs> Sorry, man. Good. No, nah, but um, so you know, I was, I'm working at McDonald's, and I know the owner. His name was uh, Chris Cassidy, mm-hmm. and uh, he would come through every now and then. You would see him come through. He would get there pretty early. He wasn't. He wasn't there before anybody else because mm-hmm. you know the store opened. I don't even, I don't think it was 24 hours. It might have been 24 hours. But either uh-huh. way, he would get there pretty early, maybe like 6 a.m., 7 a.m. He would park his Audi away from everybody. Oh, God. <laughs> and then he'd walk into the store, walk downstairs to the, uh, to the office, um, yeah. wherever he worked. And um, he didn't work harder than no. us. No. You know, he was, I remember once we were, um, it was Thanksgiving. And, you know, we in there sweating. And Thanksgiving, ironically, is the day where a lot of people come and get food because usually they, they're they either waiting for their meal to be done right, or they right. want to get a quick snack before they head to their uh, whatever family member's house. Or maybe the food is nasty, so they want to get a right. double before they go eat some dry turkey. Right. Um, so... But one of those like holidays, he came in and he was with his family and he was just like, hey, I just want to... Um, tell you guys i appreciate you for working today so in a nutshell we working so hard that we're working on holidays right but he hanging with his family and they right. you know come in happy he got like his wife and his kids and yeah you know what i mean he's it's just like so that you know right. i just say all that to, so that to say that you know it's not about working hard it's a it's a right. mental game when it's it comes a, to exactly. the to the to the wealthy so right it's like motherfucker why'd you even come here yeah, I felt so sl- I felt so slighted. Yeah. Like, why are you? You almost are you rubbing it in our face. Yeah, take you and your family and get the fuck out of here. Yeah, a thank you to me would 
be give giving me, me the fuck, day off. Yeah, yeah, not only that, give me a fucking bonus, motherfucker. Yeah, okay? and you get paid the regular wage. Yeah. I mean, let, let's be very clear here. Let's be very clear. Uh, um, thank you uh, doesn't go as far. Okay, here's the thing. If you're working for somebody during a situation, right? And it's and you know it's holidays, whatever. My thing is, I'm the type of person that doesn't. I don't beg anyone for anything, you know. But if a person's not showing you they appreciate you and they're just telling you thank you, that's not enough. Yeah, motherfucker, where's my bonus? Okay, yeah. where the fuck it? Where's the money at? Mm-hmm. I remember I, I, especially when I used to work for a job. Uh, when I used to work at Sears back in college, we had a, a, a manager say, "You guys do a great job. Just want to say thank you. We're gonna get you guys some pizza." And then uh, the homie Terrell, uh, he was like, "Pizza? Where the money at?" Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, "Excuse me." He's like, "Where the money at? We want the money. We don't want the pizza. We yeah. can buy, buy the pizza ourselves." Yeah. And then he was like, "Well, I mean, part of the budget, you know." And then, and I didn't say nothing at first, but then I then I popped up, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "We would appreciate that raise." That that raise goes a long way. He's like, well, we're in the works of that. And he said, and the, and the manager fucked up and said, when you guys do good, I get a bonus. So it, it's really great. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I'm thinking like, motherfucker, I don't want to hear about you getting a bonus and I'm the one doing the work. Yeah, I'm really out here. You over here looking like a skinny vegan, motherfucker. <laughs> you don't need no money like that anyways. Yeah. Give us what we work for. That's real. One day, it was one day, and this is the last time I've ever demanded, like, like demanded, like, angrily demanded a raise i went in there to sears and i told him i said man i've been here for this long i've been doing this i was like nobody in this store should get paid more than me nobody should get paid more than me and uh the dudes at merchandise pickup yeah and he was like uh well 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 we'll see about that i i don't know you guys don't do a whole lot i said man if you got rid of us it wouldn't be people in this place can't even lift up a fucking ipod yeah like, you got a, a few big strong dudes that can lift this shit like a lot of the dollies and the equipment you got can't even get this stuff out to the customers, man. Yeah. I was like, man, you like we do a good job here. I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't deserve to get paid. So mm-hmm. after we did that, I looked on our checks or on my check and I seen that the raise had went up. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and, and I didn't even tell him thank you for the raise. Yeah. If I got a if I got a storm in the office to motherfucking make you give me a raise, I'm not going to be thanking you after that. Cause <laughs> you you would have never gave me nothing if I didn't make that statement. Yeah. Yeah, it was some. I remember some tall, nerdy-looking motherfucker named Travis. Mm-hmm. He's like six foot five, six foot six, but he was probably about a hundred and fucking fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. He looked like a human French fry. <laughs> yeah, dude was a joke, man. And he mm-hmm. was young, mm-hmm. so we, we were really young, but he was no older than about probably twenty six years old, twenty seven. Yeah. Just really smart, brainiac mm-hmm. guy. He was a numbers dude. Mm-hmm. They brought him in because he knew the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's all he did. He'd be in the office on his little computer. He'd be tapping away, tapping away, and he would just walk away. And then if I asked him for help or something, he wouldn't even fucking help me. Wow. One time I purposely asked him to lift something. And he was so weak that it fell on the ground. I said, you just broke brand new merchandise, dude. <laughs> and he was, <laughs> I was like, see? And I was like, and I just. The, gravi- the gravitational force was just too heavy for me. Oh my gosh. I was like, <laughs> man, uh, you probably hurt your pussy on that one. <laughs> yeah, he dropped it. He you dropped. You can't say that joke on National Women's Day. Oh, no. Well, he, he hurt his vagina when he dropped that fucking. <laughs> 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 yeah, what a joke. But That's yeah, crazy. man. I've got nothing else to say. I just think as people who don't have a lot. Mm-hmm. What what and I say we because I've been a part of that. I guess you could say consensus. Yeah. Um, 
we have to find a way to get in a better position. And from that position, we start planning for the future. Yes. When you're in a position of desperation or extreme, extremely being poor, you don't have a plan for the future. Yeah. Just get a better job. And once you are able to provide for yourself, you got to start to see the, the long game. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, now you're back in position. Yeah, I think, you know, my this this kind of stuff honestly keeps me up at night. Uh-huh. Like I just wish that what porn? You know, <laughs> nah, I don't watch porn that much no more. <laughs> when you hit twenty eight, man, just be like, oh, whatever. I've seen all this. Before. Yeah, I didn't seen all the, <laughs> I didn't seen all the uh, BBWs, all the, all the Asian. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, but no, honestly, like it just, um, just me thinking about how me myself, I can personally. Uh, create more wealth and create uh, generational wealth and how I can um, also bring my friends and family along with me. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate that everyone, everyone is not going to think like you. Everyone is not going to be, have the same sort of business mind as you. Everyone's not going to, everyone's not going to come along for the ride. You know what I mean? But so it's just, just it's just up to you yourself to try to put these things in place and then hopefully empower these people later. So but it all starts with you, you know, and even if you can't get a better job, you can't get a raise, you can't do these things. Just try to create a system in which you can start to save more money. And then once you look back a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, you'll realize you have a little, you know, a little allotment of money that you can do, start to do things with um, because cash is king. So when it comes to investing, when it comes to uh, starting businesses, making, you know, purchasing uh, property, real estate, whatever, the, the amount of money you have is almost more important than anything. You know, your credit score and, and, the, and then cash. That's all you really need to, to really start to, to carve, your, um, carve your mark in this, in, this, uh, in this wealth game. Well, I 100% concur, Mr. Keith. Um, let's go ahead and wrap this thing up. Where we at, man? 158. 58, man. Well, we've given you 158 minutes. Oh, no. Not 158 minutes. <laughs> An hour. And, <laughs> An hour. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so almost 100 and 118 minutes. 118 minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, looks like we came to the end of this one. Uh, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. This is a Trucker's Mind Podcast. I'm Eddie <laughs> McGee. It's your boy K. Finks. We're out of here. Peace.